Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Halligans and Half Wheels brought to you by Box 1971, where we're changing the culture of the fire service one fireman at a time. We're joining you, uh, I guess you're joining us. We are in Lumberton, North Carolina this evening. We are picking up where we were speaking with Chief Eddie Cox of the Lumberton Fire Department. He's the training chief. Chief, how are you? Doing great, sir. Doing great. Well, that's great. Can you do me just a quick favor? Can you kind of pull that mic up to you just a little bit so we can hear you a little better? Uh, we're joined with Big John. How are you, bud? Howdy ho, neighbor. You doing okay? I'm fair to middle. And we've got Shooter. How are you, bud? We're here, brother. We are We are absolutely doing it. We are live, local, and late breaking. Of course, this will be on a little bit of a time delay. I think this will be, uh, let's see, we've got April, May, I guess. Uh, this will be May. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this will be May's podcast. So, uh, joining here from Firehouse Number One downtown on Cedar Street, yep. and uh, we're here, Chief. You were up at Firehouse Seventy One, and we were talking about uh, the history of the Lumberton Fire Department. We kind of needed to get some things done, and we we're a little short on time. We wanted to give you all the time that you wanted to talk. So, uh, fill us in, like uh, on the history of the Lumberton Fire Department, your history, and how you got here, and what you do today. It's a uh, Lumberton Fire Department was officially organized in nineteen oh three. It originally started as a group of uh, people that realized there was a, just a need for protection in the fire service or in the community. Um, in uh, 1903, they officially organized, um, and it started off with one station, a couple of hose wagons, and just you know volunteers like most firehouses do. And uh, it has progressed from that day to what we have now. Uh, what is it today? How many firehouses? Uh, we we have four firehouses now. Okay. Uh, we just uh, we're repurposing one that was allocated to the local rescue squad, um, and we've repurposed it back to uh, operating under us with the uh, intention of uh, putting another crew on the road for okay. uh, increased safety. Okay. Um, for those people that aren't from North Carolina, what is a rescue squad? Uh, so uh, I know uh, up north, other places, career places, you usually have a crew that runs, calls a, a rescue squad in this area. It's basically like volunteer firemen. They uh, are chartered. They are organized. They train. Uh, they respond to medical calls. They respond to uh, vehicle accidents. Uh, our local uh rescue squad rescue unit they are a uh, they have a paid division and they have a volunteer division volunteer division answers all their emergency calls uh for uh, pinion wrecks uh confined space trench rescue diving accidents things like that all right so you guys are running what a uh, couple engines couple ladders a day uh yeah we're running uh two engines two ladders uh out of the three stations um we're we're, we're hopefully we're out of this c-word status that we've all been in um, minimum three-man engine uh, which is an improvement of when I started uh, we were running two-man engines back in 2005 when I started as late as that yes wow so so quite a change has occurred yeah, big uh, we, change has occurred. we see that you guys still have the uh, chief's buggy next door so fill us in on that we'll try to throw a picture up of it uh, where it came from and so on and so forth uh, so back in the early 60s uh, early 50s, 60s, uh, the state fire chiefs conference was going to be held in uh, Lumberton, North Carolina. And uh, one of the chiefs was driving the buggy down, and, and don't quote me exactly on the date. Uh, I haven't researched that back that far. Uh, anyway, the vehicle broke down traveling down. And, uh, you know, he called the fire station. 
Cruz went and picked him up, brought him in. He looked at the fireman. He said, hey, if you can get it running, you can have it. So uh, he, he titled the vehicle to the fire department. He, uh, he titled the vehicle, you know, to the firefighters. So that is at the buggy that's outside. It's 1926 Buick uh, Coupe, uh, two-door. Got the back seat, little back seat in it. I mean, it's badass looking. Uh, oh, it's, it's a bad little buggy. I mean, it's cool as shit. Yeah. Not uh, a lot of people have anything like that. Right. Uh, the, uh, one of the local uh, vendors that really loved the fire department, he helped restore it. Uh, so, you know, that's our buggy. Uh, it's been used in parade routes in the past. We're in the process of uh, trying to fix a few little odds and ends on it, like all antiques have to be done. Well, they've all got quirks, right? That's it. The... Uh you guys just got a new fire chief, right? Yeah, we just got a new fire chief. Uh, just, just, just not too long ago, a couple months ago, um, uh, Chief Chris West has uh, been with the fire department since mm, 2002, 2003. He started just a couple of years before I did. Okay. Um, great guy. Uh, he's, I think he's already getting a little bit of gray hairs. <laughs> I think that comes with the territory. It, I think it's either get gray hair or it fall out. Sure. There you go. It's probably noteworthy to tell people that are listening. You'll hear noises banging. You'll probably hear people, soda cans and coolers and chairs scooting across the floor. We're in the bay. We're just hanging out. We're smoking a cigar. Chief, I am smoking a La Aurora 107. Uh, Manny Iona gave me a few of these. These are amazing. Um, they're Nicaraguan, and, you know, that's part of the half wheels deal. Uh, Shooter, what are you smoking? You don't even probably know, do you? Not a clue. I haven't even looked at it yet, brother. I have no shit. No shit. I think it's an LFD. Is that right? It's yes, L- LFD. Yeah, LFD, La Florida Dominica, uh, Double Lijero, uh, Maduro. <laughs> well, <laughs> odd man across the table knows more about it than you. Hey, when it's his blend, it's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Chief, what do, what do you got in your hand? I've got a uh, Brickhouse Fumas uh, Maduro, uh, six sixty. Uh, first time having it. Uh, I'm actually enjoying it so far. Yeah, I enjoy a good uh, a good brick house. They they do make a good cigar, good midline cigar for mm-hmm. sure. And Big John, what do you got? I've got one of our custom uh, 1971 uh, custom blends. Oh, you're smoking that Maduro, aren't you? Show enough. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, very good. Um, it's it's noteworthy to think about that. You know, we're in a firehouse. We've got some people that are taking classes. We're down here teaching. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of things, but we were talking today about vision of the fire service and training and, and that being your aspect and our, what we do, what do you see as a benefit? Where do you see us going as a job? Take us through the next five years. Um, next five years for us, just as a, a department is, um, continuing building on the building on the, on the, the building blocks that was placed before we got here but encompassing new tactics, new standards. Um, Just, you know, things have changed so much since I started. Um, You've got this phrase terminology like flow path. And when I come through, it wasn't flow path as, as a young firefighter, but, you know, we've got flow path that we talk about. And just one of the big things that we're that's going to be a challenge for us is just getting new people to understand this old technology really hasn't changed 
but it, we've got terms for it now, you know. Right. So, um, you know how we describe flow path when we teach smoke and fire behavior? We yeah. talk about grandma's old house, and you open up the front door, and the back door closed. Mm-hmm. You have an exhaust, you have an entrance. Yep. What's in the middle is flow path. Yep. A lot of people understand that. When you start getting into all this other stuff, it, uh, it is lost on people. And today's learner, you have to grab them quick. You have to keep them entertained, <laughs> yeah. which is a struggle sometimes because the one thing that they all want to do is play on their phones. They don't want to interact, but they really don't want to take a test. Yep. But if you put things in their hand and you make them work, I think that that is the, uh, the future. I think we're probably going to – I think we'll see a change probably in the next five to ten years. You talked about uh, – you, you guys are currently in a, in a hiring um, yes, sir. Hiring process, right? Yes, sir. So does that process ever just close, or is it continuous? Well, if somebody- lately, it's been steadily open. We, uh, we've, we've done a, we do an agility test. Um, to be invited to the agility test, you have to either have uh, EMT, college English, or be able to show that you can pass a 12th grade reading level first off. Okay. Uh, part of our job is providing emergency medical services. It is a requirement of the job, so there is no, I don't want to do it, it's you're going to. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on that. I see both sides of the coin. Um, you know, so uh, that that's part of it. Uh, you have to complete the application, of course. You, once all of this is uh, put in, you're invited to an agility test, uh, and then the course interview. Sure. After interview, if we have vacancies either in part time or full time, uh, then we uh, go through a training period and uh, go from there. And so, if somebody wanted to move to Lumberton, North Carolina, how far would they have to be from here if they had to work to get on an entry level job? Um, right now, it's a one hour travel time okay um, is that by helicopter or? uh by car <laughs> okay um what? It, it I used don't, there may be rich people John. yeah i apologize <laughs> <laughs> there may be question. a rich man that just wants to be a fireman do you ever think about that why why am i why am i wrong for thinking right. that why am i why am i wrong for asking that question is that out of line shooter I mean, no. I mean, anybody can be in the in the service. I mean, listen, firemen are the best shit house attorneys in the world. Can we agree on that? Absolutely. So you tell me that it says you have to be an hour draw or an hour, and that's all it is. That's pretty broad, begging, and concise. Yep. Right. It could be helicopter. Could be gyroplane. Could be bicycle. It's 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 subjective. I agree. So, so, how do you enforce it? I mean, and I get that. And maybe that's a question we'll ask you after this 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 hiring deal. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are accepting applications. Yes, sir. And how far do they have to be? They had to be one hour driving time from the fire department, uh, from the city limits, I'm sorry. Um, and we determined that by Google, GTS, or and if it's subjective <laughs> or questionable. For people that don't understand what GTS and not GPS is, GTS stands for Google that shit. Yes, All right, exactly. Go ahead. So, and if it's questionable about the time, we will actually drive the distance. Uh, hours in a subjective amount of time, um, and it's and it's for callback status for major emergencies or something like sure. that. Sure, sure, that makes sense. So you're a training chief. Yes, sir. I'm going to put you on the spot. How do you handle that when when it's not written down black and white? Something happens, and I'm not saying here at the fire department. I'm saying years of experience that you have. How are you handling that situation when 
you know that you don't have the data to back you up for just just say an issue an issue arises you don't have the true data to back you up because someone wrote a policy or didn't write a policy at all and you know that it's right or you know that it's wrong depending on which side of the fence you're on how do you handle that how i handle that or yeah, i mean you've got how many years you got in um a total or almost 30 yeah so in 30 years and i'm not talking about your current employment i'm talking as a as a chief with 30 years how do you handle that there's a lot of people that will listen to this and you know they're the future bosses so they they're they're not having conversations at the at the kitchen table like we are i mean this isn't the kitchen table obviously because we're having cigars but right maybe back 30 years ago well 23 years ago to be exact it was cool but now it's not not allowed to have no fun no more <laughs> as i tell my wife fun is foreboding so you know you know you've met her yeah i tell her i don't i don't have any i don't make any bones about it it is what it is but how are you handling that situation positive or negative it doesn't have to be people always think of discipline as negative right so i always look at what and this is this is just the way i make the decision i look at how does it fit into the mission of the of with my current employer with Lumberton Fire Department? Sure. You know, does this fit into our mission? Does this fit into where we're going? Do I do I want a firefighter taking chief chief officer and he's only got one year service in the department? Right. Does he does he does <clears throat> does that where he needs to focus at? Does no. he? Need to focus on hey, box nineteen seventy one's putting in a forcible entry class over in Leland or an elevator class over in uh, New Hanover County somewhere. Oh, hey, I appreciate those plugs. Hey, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I'm not, and I'm I'm not tied to one particular person, but you know, is it does it meet your job description? Sure. A, a lot of what I, the decisions I have to make is based off of is it in your job description? Is it in what your future development of within the department is so that, that's how i do a lot i make a lot of my decisions is where does it meet in our mission you said something the other day that, that kind of struck us as all profound i think we could agree <clears throat> we were standing on the training ground after lunch waiting for the next in crew to arrive and we were talking and i want you to take everybody through that conversation uh you know how you were perceived uh Without naming any names of anybody, the guilty parties. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we'll own our part, but the uh, the people in the world that that are the look at me's, the look at me's. Right. Um, explain the leading up to us meeting you for the first time, and 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 then your impression, your impression before of mm -hmm. people, other right. people making an impression, and then what your impression is today, and how do you think your members receive? Right. So, so uh, you know, we were we were out at training grounds doing some training, um, and I'm I'm a person that I, I, I'm into the social media because that's that you can get you can learn a lot about people through social media that gives that take they take off their airs if you will they are they let their hair down they let their hair down and they're 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 themselves and it, and uh, social media will really show a lot about a person's inner cause. You know, me and Big John was at a distance, and I felt a little ballsy. You know, I might, you know, talk shit about Big John. Bring it. But I know. Probably a mistake. But I know <laughs> I've got enough respect for Big John that I'm not going to do that. But if I don't know Big John, I might do that, and I might end up with that little 
ring signet in the middle of my forehead. Yeah, that ring is, uh, that's something. Yeah. Yeah, that signet's a, it's a big one. Quite, <laughs> quite a statement. Yeah, it's quite a statement to it. Uh, so, you know, I, I, you, you can you can tell a lot from people from their social media presence and things like that. And I was big into I was re, I was all, all into social media, um, and it you know Box Nineteen Seventy One has a pretty good social media presence. Uh, had heard some things you know what they were doing, but I was grouping them in the same group as some of these other people that as as we were talking about, we feel like they've sold their soul. Uh, sure. Yeah, and just being open and being men, I, I was talking to the guys, and I was like, you know, I said I, I've got to confess. Uh, when I first heard about you, I kind of put you guys in the same boat as the rest of them. Uh, of course, as training chief, I have to put my feelings aside, put my personal thoughts aside, which which we all should do anyway until we have actually had a chance to meet. And uh, you know, some of the guys took a, uh, a rescue class at uh, Robson Community College Emergency Services Training Grounds. Um, Robert Ivey, one of the best in the business. Yes, uh, Mr. Robert Ivey hosted. They were coming in doing uh, forcible entry, and the guys were getting rips. And um, they come back, and they're like, Chief, we need to get him in, to get these guys in and do some more training. And, of course, you know, old Eddie pops in there in the back of his head. It's like, oh, somebody else on social media, da-da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, you know what? So, contacted Jeremy. We started uh, working out a schedule. Had you guys come in and do uh, uh, engine company ops. Yes, sir. Uh, and after talking with Jeremy on the phone and emailing and everything like that, first time he come in and we had a conversation, um, I knew I was wrong in the way I thought. Uh, sure. So, you know. Well, we don't have really a big social media presence. We're not – <clears throat> you know our mantra is one one fireman at a time right and we we really aren't you know it's it's one thing to have a platform to be able to speak to people but it's another thing when you're uh you're reaching out to a bunch of people and they don't really care about the content that you're putting out they're just liking yeah. right when you ask them six days later do you remember what happened you know <clears throat> it's a different story right right we would rather focus on people not just sharing information for so we get something you know, a lot of our partners don't give us monetary things. We, they just help us go up and down the road a little bit. So um, it is helpful. And speaking right quick of our partners, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a couple right quick. Uh, Firedex providing us with Tech Gen 71 and 51, you know, probably by by far and large some of the lightest gear I've ever worn. Averages four pounds lighter than your normal gear. Old Pappy's tool lube that keeps us lubed up. You know, um, I do believe in their saying, don't be a fool and lube your tool. And, of course, you, Shooter. And... The uh, new trailer has arrived. Uh, we, we had to make an upgrade. We got a little bigger than what we thought we'd ever be. And so we, we got our trailer wrapped. But um, if you need any graphic works or trophies or anything, you know, end of the year stuff, give uh, Thompson Multimedia a call. You can find them there on our website as one of our uh, uh, partners. But, Chief, when you talk about that, <clears throat> people, people make assumptions. Mm -hmm. And that is why we've been told, you know, your website's not slick enough. It's not clean enough. It's not this. It's not that. That's not our focus. Right. You know, um, the focus is let's let's go to work. Let your tools do the talking. Yep. And Phil has said that a hundred times in my life that I've heard. Let your tools do your talking. The rest is bullshit. So, we, you know, it makes us happy to hear that. I don't know about you guys, but it, de it definitely makes me happy to hear that. I think that, you know, we've been um, 
here it feels like a second family. You know, uh, my first interaction with Lumberton was actually um, when my father-in-law passed in Florida and we got a flat tire on a U-Haul trailer coming home and one of the policemen stopped and helped us um, at the first exit coming into town. And he was like, this isn't really the best part of town to be in, you know, and he helped us change our tire. And that was almost five and a half, six years ago. So that was my first interaction with Lumberton. I'd never really been to Lumberton, never knew really that it, I knew it was on the map, mm -hmm. but I didn't know anything about it. Um, you guys have a solid group of people here. Yeah, we do. You know, and, you know, I think you got a growing team that uh, is going to take you places. Are mm -hmm. you going to finish out here or what's your, what's your plan? Uh I'm going to be here until either – well, I'm going to leave, and honestly, in three years and eight months. I can walk, have 30 but years of retirement. who's counting? Anybody counting? You know, I, I look <laughs> at three years, eight months. That's what I'm committed for. Sure. I'm not going to say I'm leaving. Sure. I'm not going to say I'm – at that moment in time, we'll see where I'm at. That's right. And – We'll see where the future goes. Now a lot of things can change in three yeah. and a half years. <laughs> three <laughs> years, eight months, seven yeah. hours, 62 seconds. <laughs> Nobody's counting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were a paramedic. Yes, sir. Do you miss that? No, sir, I do not. What I do, do not mind saying it. I, I, I miss the camaraderie with uh, my crew. I, I was in training. Um, was not officially a title of a fire field training officer, but I don't need a title. Sure. Um, that seems to be a thing. Yeah. These these kids, and no offense to you, I'm looking at you, young man. We just met this kid, uh, what, two days ago? Two days, two days ago, yes. Ago. He's, right. he's here. I, I got to give him a shout out. I can't remember his name, and it, it, I'm not going to say where you're from, but because um, I don't know what your social media policy is for your agency, and I don't want to get you jammed up. But this kid is here on his own time, paying for his own hotel to take a class that's offered nowhere near him. And he's hours from home. He's not just a county away. And <clears throat> he came down here tonight, thumbs up or thumb to th thumbs down, how was dinner? Yeah, we got a thumbs up. So I know that I was well fed and taken care of by the crew, and I think you guys were too, right? I mean, I'm fat and happy, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, if you, if you left dinner hungry, it's your own fault. Yeah, so, but a lot of these young kids, um, and no offense to you, but they, they want to have a title. You know, it used to be it, the senior man drove. The old man that knew all the streets, knew all the nuances, knew all the FTCs was, that was too old to do everything else drove. Mm -hmm. And it was a young man's game. Now it seems like the tables have turned, the pendulum has swung, and now the young guys want to drive. Which I'm mixed about. I'll be honest with you. Right. Um, you know, having been a deputy fire chief, I look at – the risk mm -hmm. right i mean you 20 year olds they want to drive 100 to nothing and their decision making skills aren't that of, of, of a 30 to 40 year old man there's just there's a difference and, and you can't argue that it, if you're arguing it you're senseless but it's amazing to see the pendulum swing from when you would never see the steering wheel to now you are pushed to drive my former fireman and his current agency he flat told him i left my old agency because i didn't want to drive and his agency is pushing him to drive. And he's like, look, I left. I'll go find a new job. And that seems to be maybe the gen, I don't even know what generation we're on now, Z, double Z, it don't matter. They don't care. No. They will chase a dollar an hour, which, mm -hmm. hey, good for them. Yep. But they will leave at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about titles, you know, it, it's funny. That's what goes off in my head. I mean, what's your thoughts on it, John? I think uh – 
folks tend to like power. And that title gives them power. The only thing a title does is give you more responsibility, more of a headache, where as to looking after yourself as a firefighter, then you get to a driver, okay, you have to get to the, the scene safe, and nobody can do any good if, if they don't get there. Then you go to a captain spot, and he's got to look over everything in the truck, and if the driver F's up, then the captain's got to, he's got to answer for it. Sure. And then, up, you know, up and up, everything runs downhill. But, I mean, why be so power hungry? Come in, do your job. I mean, try not to stand out. Your worth ethic is going to do that for you. I mean, learn just, your job. Just keep your mouth shut and do your job. You know what makes me happy? What is that? Is to see chiefs actually get out and do stuff. And train with their guys. Train with their guys, I mean, exactly. I have come, when we when we come to Lumberton, I have come to expect that Chief Cox is going to be there with us every moment of the day. And quite frankly, I'm A-OK with it. Oh, yeah. Um, but to see the chief of department come out today, to see Mr. Ivy come out, not, not inspect, but just poke his head in and say, hey, guys, everything good. Mm -hmm. um, and then you see... And I'm, and I know he's sitting over my right shoulder, but you see battalion chiefs getting doing it. Mm -hmm. Today we were focusing on VES training mm -hmm. um, and forcible entry, and you see he's there in the thick of it. Yep. And I'm going to be honest with you, that says a lot about servant leadership. Mm -hmm. Now a lot of people say that he should bow down and kiss everybody's ass, and you know he works for the firemen, and a lot of people don't understand that inversion. Yep. They think that the the higher you go, the more people work for you. No. No. No, you work for the people. And it seems that in our country, I'll say it, in our country, that it's it's the exact opposite. Everybody's working for me. And to be honest with you, what did I tell you yesterday? Yep. A man without followers? It's just out for a walk. Yeah, so you're not a leader, right? Exactly. What are your thoughts on titles? Well, going with, like, you're promoting the, the, uh, the new firefighters too quick. They're not learning the firefighter role so now you're putting them right into the chauffeur mpo or whatever your department calls them too quick and then when they do get to the officer ranks they don't remember firefighter tactics they don't remember how to even fight fire or if they've been to a fire or they've even been to a fire and now you're putting them into a leadership role and put them into a position of taking the new guy the new probationer teaching them how to do the job and never learned themselves right well they don't have the they don't have the time in the grade you know, with time comes experience, mm -hmm. right? And and I, I firmly believe that. I just wanted to kind of get some insight, you know, and just delve deeper. You know, we this is unscripted. It's uncut, and that's what we do, and it's ha sometimes hard to follow. But I'll, I'll digress to your point, Chief. So you were making the point of it not being – or moving people up. So what, do, what are your thoughts personally on, you know, are we moving people up too quick? Are we asking too much of these young guys? And gals, because we're going to talk to a female firefighter here in a minute that I think is, I'll just say it, a fucking home run. I mean, hilarious, married to a fireman, you know. And she can cook good. And she can cook. And she can force the door as well. Right. Yeah. She don't take no shit. <laughs> she doesn't want a handout. Right. And, you know, that's what I like. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't care. She'll break stones just like everybody else at the kitchen table. She doesn't care. You know, and I hate to say, I hate the term just one of the guys. But truly, she's a fireman, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate people that want to do the job. But do you think that, that at some point that we're, 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 put, we're putting these people in a position, not even as a fire, let's just say a bad car accident, 
you know, where they don't understand, they don't have the EMS skills, they haven't been on enough calls, you know, where the golden hour, they, they lose track of that. They have to call for a helicopter immediately and, you know, get that ball rolling and get an LZ set up. Or Do you think we're, we're demanding too much? How do we bridge that gap if we are? Locally, it's hard for us to bridge that gap just because of the politics involved. Elaborate on that for me. Um, because of bad decisions in the past, we have to have a heavy hand from human resources and what we do. Um, not saying people did bad things. I'm just saying people couldn't come to a happy median. So it went into the attorney side of it. Oh, lawsuits, yeah, and then you get the law involved. Things mm. like that. And so now a lot of what we do is dictated not from the need of the department, but from the need of the legal aspect. Um, a lot of what we – so we have, a, we have a really young department. Yeah, it is. It's uh, young, and that's why I'm asking you. You know, I'm looking around. I mean, there's a lot of guys under 30. Yeah. And yeah. gals. Uh, I, I was 30 when I come to work at the fire sure. department. Uh, but, you know, uh, we we have a lot of young people, young individuals that haven't been experienced. And we're kind of like a – we accept it that we're almost like a, a stepping stone for them to move into other agencies. We kind of accept that. But we know of the 10 that comes through, we're going to get two or three that just sticks it out. You know, uh, speaking of the, the, the female that we will speak with later, you know, one thing about her, she's already been told, hey, come up here, come to work up here. I think it might be partly because her husband's jealous that she's run more fires than he has. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this, I still love you. Uh, but um, she's like, hell no, I'm happy where I'm at. She's got a, she works with a good crew. She uh, comes in. She when it's time to put her nose to the grindstone and get the job done, she gets her work done. Right. She gets along with everybody. Isn't that the point, though? Yeah, that's that's what we're. That's. I mean, we're. You're not supposed to go to work. You're supposed to go do something and you enjoy it. Right. You know that's that's why I left EMS. I was I had got to where I was not enjoying it. You know what EMS stands for, right? Uh, expensive medical taxi. No, that's what EMT stands no. for. No. No, every minute sucks. sucks. Every minute sucks. And some people tell you, earn money sleeping. Listen, when you ride the ambulance, you don't sleep. Oh, there ain't no sleeping. No. Nah, it's always a stub toe or. Oh. Yeah. It, it, and it's gotten worse. Yeah, and, and I applaud you guys for changing your run matrix to where you guys are only going on true emergencies. Yeah. You know, that's that takes discipline of dispatchers and it takes discipline in, in the chief's office to, to make that change. But, yeah. you know, rolling. A seven hundred fifty thousand dollar pumper down the road for a non medical emergency is yeah tough pill to swallow yeah and when know? people know the the way to get to the hospital quicker they're going to take advantage of it so mm-hmm. well that's right and then we, they get that bill yeah <laughs> which we're we're not charging so yeah but know. I'm saying the ambulance bill yeah they get the ambulance bill and you know they're not going to pay yeah so they write it off and then the the cycle perpetuates and yeah. They, you know, we're using resources that are precious, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be in two places at once. There's a fire department in our state that will remain unnamed, but they they believe you can be in two places at once, and they'll give you the 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 excuse that it's across the river, but they've got an ambulance pumper, and I just can't <laughs> understand for the life of me how that works because you cannot be at a fire 
and be in an EMS call. Yep. And if you're inside fighting fire, you can't take care of somebody outside. That's it. And if it's dedicated to a fire, you can't take somebody to the hospital. So the logic is flawed. And what that is, I call it a staffing killer. Yeah. Because if you need two ambulances, then you need two ambulances. You don't need a fire pumper ambulance deal. Yep. You know, I don't know. It's just... Well, it's, it's, it's part of the whole problem with fire service in general. We want to have a toolbox that's 200 foot long, 30 foot wide, and have all these tools, but you don't have but seven mechanics on the sh- in the shop. Right. It, it just it doesn't work. You know, Phil, Phil always makes me laugh. <laughs> you know, everybody's got a heavy rescue, and it cracks me up. You know, you'll go somewhere in the middle of nowhere to a small department. They got a heavy rescue. He's like, I don't understand it. And probably, so, and the heaviest thing we're gonna flip over is like a pickup. <laughs> well, he's like, there's 11 million people in New York, <laughs> New York City, one of the biggest cities in the United States. And you're kidding me? They've got five rescues for 11 million people. Mm-hmm. These people have 10,000 people, and they don't even staff the damn thing. But they've got a heavy, heavy rescue. rescue. You know, and it cracks me up because I'm like, man, he's got a point. And people don't realize that. I mean, I get it. you got to have tools. But to be a heavy rescue and to be like a legit heavy rescue, dude, you got to be a badass. Like those guys, they're, they're the Navy SEALs of the fire service. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit what you say. You know, like Joe Angelini, when he died in 9-11, he had, he had like 20 years in Rescue 1 alone. 40 years in the fire department, most senior man. Smoke Marlboro is like a freight train. And you're telling me that this guy, you know, that some 20-year-old kid, he wants to put on a blue shield and ride the rescue. You know, forcing doors to the fire floor. You know, it just cracks me up. Like, it just makes me laugh. I just, you know, these kids, they want to promote. They want to do things. I know that we got a special operations truck behind us that you guys are trying to currently staff. Yeah. You know, but it's more than a rescue. Right. It's a multi-use vehicle. Yeah. It's able to be used at structure fires for rehab, for air supply. If we that have. That was a good band, by the way. Well, air supply. Air, air supply. supply. Yeah. Yeah, all three of us at once. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that sounded really nice. I mean, it's very nice and uplifting. Air supply. So, uh, I, but going back to the just the, the heavy rescues everywhere, I think that's part of the whole problem with the fire service. We've become too damn egotistical. You want to be somebody. Yeah. I I've heard got, somebody arguing the other night over uh, rotary lights. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. And I remember that. <laughs> rotary. We are the only one in the county that's got a rotary. I'm like. Cool. How many people did you have at your last fire? Eight. And the sad part, they took the money in the front road array and put some staffing or better equipment on something well, I mean, else. It would be tough to staff on a road array, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, it, it just silliness. I don't know. I, I look at things totally different. Yeah. You know, sometimes i got to have somebody like you, an old guy that grounds me. I am me not like, old. <laughs> you're aged to perfection. I'm perfectly like aged. Like USDA Prime. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tasty. Jury will be out on that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, what do you see changing here in this fire department? I mean, it's interesting because you know we don't typically get to sit down inside of an agency um, to sit down. I think we may we, we may try to do this more in the future. But what what do you see changing here? Like changes in the next five years? I, I, one of the big things I see is we're going to have to increase staffing. We're going to have to increase our response capability. Um, you know, we, our call volume is and our population is just at that perfect point where you've got 
just enough put, enough personnel that for even well even for a single room and contents thousand square foot home we can't we can't dump the appropriate purpose personnel on the scene you mean on your first alarm assignment yeah first alarm assignment um we, we're not able to dump personnel the proper number of personnel for all seats to be for every assignment to be covered so let me ask you this right now structure fire drops the truck goes the engine goes truck the engine and one of the other stations okay whoever's uh, closer uh whichever one's closer okay uh, normal day with the number of personnel that we allow off and would one out sick or injured. We've got 13 on shift, including the battalion chief. Okay. So we're dumping 10 people initially. Okay. If the battalion gets notification that it's upgrade, it's, you know, it's potential for, uh, entrapment, you know, a greater entrapment, sure. life hazard, he'll go ahead and bump that other truck responding to the scene and, you know, then we've emptied, emptied the city. So let me ask you this. That's an interesting point. Are you backfilling with uh, outside companies? Uh, we're, we've you... got auto aid agreements with our with five county fire departments around us. Okay. None of them are housed. None of them are staffed. It's all volunteer. Ooh. Uh, so it's a minimum 10, 12 minute to get them to us if, if, if possible. On a good day. On a good day. Okay. And even then, you get maybe one, two yeah. people. Yeah, and and we're it's a one department auto aid whatever area right. that they're assigned to. They respond in. If we're fortunate, we we might get four guys. On a good day. On a good day. Um. So you know, we're still understaffed at that moment, and then we've got to look at backfilling our own house. So do you, do you and, think that this is a problem systemically? Throughout the, throughout the United States, like I'm not talking like Jacksonville, Florida. I'm not talking Atlanta. I'm not talking Gwinnett County. I'm talking places like you, a mid-sized metropolitan area that is kind of like your hub. Yes, uh, I think I think it is a. I know it is a. It's a. It's a big issue in southeastern North Carolina, uh, probably the entirety of North Carolina, if not the whole southeastern area. Okay. Uh, of the U.S. What, what do you think causes that? Like, is it because there's not enough jobs, there's not enough tax base, not enough interest in the job? Um, actual work? <laughs> Lack of work? Because... Oh, sure. I mean, listen, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't want to see anybody's shit burn up. No. But... If it does, I damn want to be there. I want to be there. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see anybody's stuff burn up. I don't want anybody... We don't see people at their best. Right. Right. We don't see people at their best. So the bringing people a, a service, you know, a lot of people just view this as a job. I see a lot of paycheck firemen. I don't know about y'all. I see things different. You yeah, see a lot of paycheck. I see, see a lot of them. If, you know, the worst part about the fire service now is we're one of the hardest jobs with the least amount of pay, depending on where you're at. Sure. Because we're married, the... Especially in West Virginia, we are like next to the bottom of pay rates for firemen. So you, you guys you, are like the bottom almost of everything. Yeah, I know, and it's uh, especially like with the economy, uh, everything infrastructure is going down. Trying to get people who can come in do the job for thirty, forty thousand a year, and still be able to have a adequate home. They're working two or three jobs just to be able to make ends meet. Let alone, you know do something like this right and 
that's the problem is a lot of the people that and I'll just you know think about you know town managers city halls things like that and chief I know you can't answer and I don't want you to answer but <clears throat> they they have a different aspect of what we do they don't see us you know at three in the morning you know doing CPR in the middle of the road in the rain they don't see any of that stuff what they see is us cooking on a grill getting together standing behind the bays of the truck at the station that's right. right across from the city hall yeah you're, yeah. you're you know and, and i've heard before that we are a black hole that we put money into and we get nothing out of problem is is when all of a sudden the fire department's not there the second that they need them well it took you so damn long yep and you're like well we had to brown out a station because you wouldn't let us have any help and so we had to come from the other side of town and it's a russian roulette game i feel mm -hmm. that that we play and i think that city administrators play it i think there are some that get it mm -hmm. i think there are some there are some administrators that probably do a great job unfortunately i don't think i've ever been around them you know i mean and, and i mean working for them i don't think right. i've ever you know two guys two men in a truck's a moving company yeah yes and it's usually three guys by the way <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky do you have experience with that no some short guy in the middle oh little guy yeah all right probably a little italian fella he don't take up much room. <laughs> what, Italians are small, bro. I just met a guy from Italy the other day. He was super small. How big? I don't know, but he was, I mean, he was probably like 5'5". Five, five. I mean, we would have, we were giants compared to him. Just, I don't know, just something I thought about. So, I don't know. All right, Tim. <laughs> just, it's funny to me that, you know, and I, I say that a lot, that people think that it's okay, but, you know, they want to talk about defunding the police and defunding the fire department, but the second something happens, they, they sure as hell want us there. You know? That is true. You know, and they want us there yesterday. They don't want us there in 10 minutes from now. Yep. At least that's my thoughts. Mm -hmm. What are your guys' thoughts back there? Yes and no? And the sad part, You're too. You're not going to be named, so. <laughs> the sad part, too, if you ever look, if, especially in some cities, what we need to make cuts, we need to first, you know, get some uh, funding somewhere else. Where's the first thing to go? Fire yeah. department. We get our staffing cut, and then it's, well, you're down to a you know, three-man engine company. What are you doing? Well, we was at four last year, and we're now doing the job of four guys with three or mm -hmm. two. Depends on, you know, how your, how your staffing is. And we can't keep up with that, And then, but we can't get the, the city managers or the managers to understand, hey, we still need help. Just because just your garbage truck broke down, don't cut our staffing. Right, right. Well, and it seems like the one thing that they always want to shut down is the truck. Yeah. Yep. They always want to shut. And, you know, for those of you that don't know what a truck is, a truck is the aerial main truck. Yes. An yes. engine is an engine. <laughs> so, you know, that's the first thing that people want to shut down. And you're like, oh, well, we had that we had that apartment building rocking, and we could have maybe got to the fourth floor, but we shut down the truck, and the truck didn't come. So. Or the truck was 20 minutes out. Yeah, or it had to come from another city. You know, and oh, by the way, we only got 24-foot ladders on there because that's what NFPA says we have to have, so that's all we had. And we tried this cool thing we saw on YouTube, splicing ladders. That's a whole other story. You know, we <laughs> saw this on YouTube. They were doing it at a fire college in Texas, and you're like, I mean, it's cool, but do you know how long it takes to set all that up? Uh, I don't know. I'd be better on a bailout kit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let it ride. I don't know. That's just my thought. But um, So what other changes do you think are going to come? You think more staffing? I see more staffing. We're we're actually 
and we're actually increasing our responsibility areas in the city. Um, what do you mean? Volunteerism is on the decline. Um, so do you currently have volunteers here? No, we, we, we tried volunteerism here. It just wasn't a good fit for us. Sure. Uh, but it's a tough balance. The, you know, we, we're short staffed, so we've always depend on volunteers to respond with us to other calls, you know, for rehab or this or, or that. And the, it's not just in the fire service. It's everywhere. People don't have time. And they don't have the energy to commit to what's required exactly. of them as a volunteer. So, Well, let's talk about that. So yeah. in this state, you're required to have 36 hours to maintain your roster status. Exactly. Can you adequately teach a fireman what needs to happen in 36 hours? No. No. Um, and, you know, let's face it, a lot of times it's let's have a dinner. And while we're having dinner, let's... Watch a pull, video. Pull up a YouTube <clears throat> video of this greatest, latest and greatest tactics on, you know, this nozzle's dumping five gallons of water a minute or whatever yep. like that. Yep. Well, that ain't worth a shit if you ain't going to get out and play with it. So, you know. How do you feel? Let me ask you this. This is You just brought something else up that I want to talk about. <clears throat> Salesman. Sir? Salesman. Salesman. Yeah. So they want to come in and they want to show you something. Chief kicks it down to you. Logistics chief takes care of everything. He's like the catch-all poor guy. Yeah, he catches a lot of shit. <laughs> I mean, he Irish is like, does anyway. <laughs> he to me, he is an unsung hero, and I hope he's listening to this. But he is like a guy that in, that empties porta pots for a living. His job all day is just catching shit, and I I, <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, you know, but he does the best with what he can. Mm-hmm. But the guy comes in and wants to show you this latest greatest thing. You know, he wants to show you a thermal imager. Chief, check this out. And I turn it on, and I hold it up to light, and I show you that, you know, it works, and yada, yada, yada. And you're like, you're not a level 38 thermographer, so you're not. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't know what that is, right? <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but somebody professes to have it. I mean, yeah. 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 So Another title. <laughs> another title. Yeah. yeah. Look at me. Yeah. And so he comes in, he shows you this, and you don't, t- you don't kick it down to the guys, right? He just wants to say you something. So he comes in, says, look at this widget digit. And you're like, okay. And you're like, well, can you leave it with me? Oh, I can't. My boss won't let me. It's expensive. Well, then I came back. Right. But right. then what do you do when he goes to the volunteer house and they never light a fire? Let's just say let's just say thermal imagers. That's simple. Right? He comes in, says, boom, this is what we're going to get. Now, granted, I know that you guys have had some uh, a committee, mm-hmm. right? Good on y'all because mm-hmm. y'all have been to fires with them and everything mm-hmm. else. But – how, how has that been handled previously in your career? Because I think that I think we're on the same page. Yeah, um, we we've had committees in the past. Um, a lot of times, sometimes the committee has not been given direction. This is what we want you to focus on. It's so like they, our, it's like our government. Yeah, they they so instead of them <laughs> focusing on what is the best that we can get for the department, they look at funding. Yep. Hey, we've got this much money to spend. Let's go with it. And, you know, they get somebody to come in, and it's the latest and the greatest widget digit. Right. And we get it, and it's a piece of shit. And then everybody on the committee is the asshole. Yeah. And they were assholes. Simply because, well, they weren't assholes. The one that put them on the committee that didn't give them good direction was right. the assholes. Right. They were just doing what they were told. Right. You know, uh, 
So, you know, if, if a salesman's not going to let us, if a salesman's not going to let us go hands-on, he don't even need to bring it to the house. I mean, that's like a car salesman. He ain't going to let you test drive it. I go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is. I'm going to try a damn pair of shoes on before I decide to buy them. Exactly. Hey, speaking of shoes. 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 I, I, I like your segue there. You know, uh, we've got a great partner with Rock Rooster. And I noticed today that you were out supporting your Rock Roosters. Yes, sir. What, what do you think of them? I mean, just honestly. So, I, I never heard of Rock Rooster before until you guys came and you, you did a good sales plug for them. And it's like, hey, I don't, I don't really make no commission off of this. Use our code. Try them out. Let them know what you like. What is that code? That's box nineteen. Box nineteen seventy one. And you know, you save fifteen percent. A lot of people don't realize. Yeah. That. So, so yeah. I was like, ah, I've I wasted eighty four, eighty five bucks on oh, a you, whole lot worse. You wasted, huh? I've wasted. <laughs> so, uh, what the hell? I'll give them a try. Tax write off. Worst case scenario, if they suck, I give them to one of my brother or somebody like that. You know, Re-gift. You know, <laughs> here I think so little of you. You can have what I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I started wearing them, and it's like, damn, these are pretty comfortable. Right. You so, get, did you get steel toes? I did not get steel toe. Okay. I love the steel toes. Yeah. I, I have never been a steel toe fan. John has to wear steel toes. Has to wear steel toes. Yeah. He's steel he's, toe flip flap. He's he's the he's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> he is the reason why for unforementioned reasons. He is the reason why. Well, I, I work in an office most of the time. Sure. I, I I'm not going to be sticking my toe up under the ladder truck when it rides by to see if the steel toes going to work or right. I, I got enough sense not to do that for what i do no i don't wear steel toes but sure. you know if, if oh, you're yeah, picking I mean, up heavy doors and things like that then maybe you do maybe that's something you need to do or yeah, you yes, know yes absolutely at least closed to. toe shoes or something to protect your foot right yeah i mean <laughs> been doing this six years never had it fall man it's weird love you john damn damnedest thing i've ever seen I'm i I'll tell you but you know um chief is absolutely right you can go to rock rooster boots and use the checkout code box 1971 on anything they have and their socks i think are comfortable I don't they know are you, i don't know if you've got them but we've got them and we absolutely love them uh matex hose we, we feel is probably one of the best hoses if you like key hose you're going to love matex uh and then crestar firefighting equipment nozzles can't say enough good things about those folks. If you need any nozzles or hoses, uh, get with Matex or Crestar. So we're talking about, you know, getting things into the firehouse. What, it, how, how, what do you think is the gap for that? Because committees don't always work. Democracy doesn't always work. All right. What is the best way? I mean, if you had, if you had the, if you had the reins, how would you fix what we have? And I'm not talking in your agency. I'm talking right. as a whole. Well, number one, do research. D- determine what your ultimate need is. You know, do you need a digit widget, or do you need a digit widget three thousand that has FLIR and all this other crap? You know, what what is it that you need? What does your budget allow? So, you know, that's what is the frequency of use? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is this something I'm going to use? one time in the next 10 years or oh heavy rescue okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) i gotta tell you something and and we were talking about it at supper we were talking about tools and one guy says i like amicus and i was like you're an idiot and i (laughs) I screamed it down it was like a 20-foot table i screamed it at him and i think i said some other words that probably weren't coherent or uh, appropriate yeah appropriate even though that we marked this as an explicit podcast there's just 
it wasn't appropriate. But I will tell you, one man that did change my mind on extrication equipment, and it wasn't because he sold me his brand. He showed me what the others couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was Toot Lee with MES. Mm-hmm. That, that joker, the Southeast Extrication School, yep. that dude's no joke. He's, he knows his stuff. And he's from Beaver Lane, mm-hmm. and he's the chief over there. One of the nicest cats you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. One of the most forward-thinking guys you'll ever meet. And they're doing stuff all the time over there. Now, they do have a heavy rescue, mm-hmm. but they run the shit out of that thing. Yep. And, I, you know, I pick on people for <laughs> the heavy rescue thing. But those guys over there, Rescue 8, I think's their number. They, they're busy, and they do a hell of a job, yep. I think. Yep. Um, you know, they, they do a good job. Um, they've got good leadership, but they're doing things – you know, it's almost like you want to go in and find out what their secret sauce is. You know, but the problem is when you get home and try to make the secret sauce. It never works. Yeah, I tried to make KFC one time because I got the 11 herbs and spice. That shit didn't taste right. You're supposed to cook, supposed to uh, wash it seven times. Or after you wash it, you're supposed to beat the water off of it seven times. Did you used to work at a KFC? No, but it's on the sign on the wall. <laughs> Speaking of so, signs. So is the sanitation grade. but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of which, uh, <clears throat> unforementioned area, uh, we went into a certain restaurant that's very popular here in the southeast and worked a uh, code. And, you know, those people never stop slinging food. Jeez. <laughs> never. They didn't stop. Like, like didn't stop. Like, we, we, were, we were doing chest compressions, and this is before we got a Lucas. And... We were in there doing it, paramedic drawing up drugs, everything. We're in this floor. And I, I now know why they wear those kinds of shoes that they have in restaurants. Because, I mean, it was like ice capades. Yep. But fat guys. Yep. You know? <laughs> it was <laughs> – I never will forget that as long as I live. I, I, to this day, do not eat at that, that chain, and I will not mention them. And, dear God, don't put no water on that floor. Oh, good No, no you it's even worse. Yeah, it's terrible. So, it uh, – <laughs> One of those things that sticks out in your career. You got any good stories like that that you can say without mentioning the guilty party? For me, it's not doing a code, working a code in fast food. It's more, we have a lot of people that pass out at churches around here. Uh, I did not say what came to mind. Not, not from snake bite, huh? <laughs> And... No, the preacher wasn't slapping them in the head and healing them or nothing was like that. Was that Benny Hinn that did yeah, that? Yeah, that was Benny Hinn. He used to do that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. All right. Uh, Not to be confused with Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Benny Hill. <laughs> but, you know, just going to these, going to these calls, and, and, I understand, and I understand your religion and stuff like that, but, you know, just just a, a personal or a public service announcement. When, when the fire department and the EMS is working a code or at your church, it's okay to pray for them, but you don't have to scream in the provider's ears. Oh, mercy sakes. <laughs> that really happened? Yes. Speaker <laughs> turned up. People walking across pews. Oh, Lord. It was bad. Mercy sakes. No, they weren't walking across pews, but we were expecting it at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you didn't have the snakes handlers. If the snakes came hey, out, I was gone. by you? Uh, there is a uh, area, yes, near my county that... Uh, is a very fluent with wanting to use snakes. 
if the venom, if the snake bites you and you don't die from it, then you are in the good Lord's presence. And I'm like, well, mm, praise the Lord. I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll take my chance. He says, you ain't got the faith of God. Was that in the campaign? When he did that, that movie with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis, where he said, if you ain't got the faith of God, and he held that snake up and it bit him, and he was all dancing around delusional. I think that's it. Somebody needs to fact check that while we're looking this up right quick. If you could do that and let us know. If faith of God, snake bite, uh, the campaign with Will Ferrell, if you could check that for us, that'd be great. Um, so, do you got any good stories? I mean, something that... I mean, we're not telling war stories. Just something that, that it kind of makes you chuckle that, that it was completely out of the ordinary. Uh, yeah, cause we had a uh, a fire in a restaurant. It uh, one of the cookers actually caught. Uh, luckily, the hood system put it out prior to getting it larger than it should have been. Well, while we're in there doing ventilation and, and investigation and mop up, the um, workers was in and out of the restaurant. And the whole time they was in there, they kept carrying boxes, not made, not packaged, but boxes of chicken. And it was in the snow, so they kept taking it outside and sticking it in the snow. And while we're still doing an investigation of what caused the fire and everything, health department shows up. And they keep telling them, hey, put the chicken in the dumpster. Put the chicken in the dumpster. Well, they'd go sit the box in the dumpster. Health department, Health inspector would go to a different part of the restaurant to do some more inspecting they'd go back to the dumpster pull it out stick it back on the counter oh my lord no you're kidding no no it's a hand of god so the whole time that they're in there doing this i mean we're we're, we're trying our best not to laugh i mean we're trying to be professional but here the poor health inspector was like i am going to throw this in the dumpster myself but it just just nicely sit the box in the dumpster You've never taken me there to eat, have you? No. All right, that, the, the best part about it, they actually went out of business. Well, that's good. So <laughs> There's a restaurant in, the, in where we live um, that everything that has ever gone in there has always gone out of business and failed health inspection. <laughs> and there's a nice restaurant in there. It's nice. It looks nice. It's clean, as far as the eye can see. But I still can't bring myself to do it. It is the campaign. It is the campaign. You have a new job. You're now the new fact checker. <laughs> so that was correct. It was the campaign. Thank you, young man, and thank you, Jessica, for looking that up. Uh, <clears throat> Big John, we're going to end this uh, segment with you, I guess. So tell us a good, funny story. Oh, boy. <clears throat> uh, we we had uh, got dispatched to a medical call uh, where it was a hemorrhage or laceration. Uh, and it absolutely was a hemorrhage and laceration. Uh, oh, this, no. This, this fellow, um, he didn't want to be himself anymore, you know? Uh, oh, my goodness. I knew you were going to tell this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he proceeded to, to uh, well, he didn't proceed. He did. He, he uh, got rid of a member and uh, flushed it. And, 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 mm, he was hemorrhaging, and it, nothing can prepare you for, for that kind of call. No, I would say and, that there's and, nothing. And the poor fellow, he, he had good intentions. He tried to cauterize it with the iron. Like a... Like a like, like he iron. Like you iron clothes with? Like I can't iron clothes, but with the iron. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Poor fellow. I, I mean, uh, I, I don't... I, 
I mean, that's just uh, some of the things we run into. It, it's wild. Crazy. N no, no two calls are the same. <laughs> this, this job, it does not prepare you for most things that you will encounter in life. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, we got to mention a few more partners real quick. Uh, Mikey in at First in Leather, he provides all of our leather goods, uh, whether it's radio straps, helmet fronts, whatnot. Stands behind all of his work 100% of the time. You can burn it, crisp it up, do something stupid. He'll still replace it. He'll probably look at you cross-eyed a little bit, but if you use uh, checkout code BOX1971, you get 10% off. And that's Mikey Hillman over at First in Leather. You can find him. That's 1stinleather.com. You can find him on Facebook. Tell Mikey we sent you. He'll be glad to hook you up. Mike Perone provides the best forcible entry doors. John, what is your opinion? They're pretty damn heavy. Pretty damn heavy. <laughs> pretty heavy. There's a there's a good joke there, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, but Mike does a great job. He builds the best door, the uh, Firehouse Innovations Corporation multi-force door. Everywhere we go with it, people are amazed that we have two of them, um, that they're portable, and by God, they work. We're proud to um, use Mike's doors and uh, spread his goodwill. With that, Jessica, you have slid into the seat, so I would like to introduce everyone to Jessica Lasich, is that correct? Is That's that, good. <laughs> no, say it right. Cause Lassich. 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 All right. Lassie. Lassich. Well, Jessica, it's good to see you again. Um, we walked in the firehouse this morning, and you were like, I am so glad to see you guys. It was exciting, and I'm not a morning person. I was like, it's great to see you, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was happy. I love it when you guys come. <laughs> well, we, we're, we're glad to be here. We're glad that at least somebody's happy to see us. <laughs> so um, talk to us about you. What, where did where'd you grow up? Um, I actually grew up here in Lumberton, uh, left early teens and moved to Cumberland County. Um, Where is that at? So it's uh, just north for of here. That, just for people that don't know. It, I am 42 minutes from here. <laughs> 42 minutes. What yeah. is that, like 38 miles? Something like that. All right. And the way I drive, it's probably more like four miles. But um. Fair. And you're driving the engine today? I was earlier, yeah. No, that's scary. Yeah. It is, yeah. How old, how old are you? I'm 41. Well, at least you've got the decision-making skills of an adult. Uh, <laughs> you don't know? That, that's, that's debatable. I will tell you that you and Firefighter Cox did an amazing job on supper. So thank you very much for that. It was a great meal. And I would like the record to clearly reflect to Mr. Cox because I gave him such a hard time. And he's relation, no relation to Chief Cox. Although, That's my boy. That, although your mustaches do look similar. I am not going to lie to you. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. <laughs> Nothing but love, Chief. <laughs> Hope that next contract's signed. <laughs> uh, but I, I was giving him a hard time about the amount of chicken he cooked, and uh, there, was, there was enough. I, I'm, it was a great meal, so thank you. Uh, so talk to us about... You grew up in Cumberland County and around here. Okay, so what? What? Where'd you go after that? Uh, after that, I went off to college. Where'd you go to school? I went to NC State. Oh, I'm Wolfpack a Wolfpack. Girl. I am. All right, go Wolfpack. Is this what you do? Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. So yee yee. All right. <laughs> yep. Worked in a, a grown-up job for a while. I taught school. Um, I worked in a laboratory um, for a while. Worked for the county, and made good, good money. Sure. And was miserable. Shocking. Um, <laughs> yep, I was miserable. Uh, I moved around. My husband was military, so we moved around a lot. And when we moved back to North Carolina, 
I moved back to my hometown uh, where, where my grandparents lived and we had a volunteer fire department across the street and okay. I had taken a little bit of a sabbatical and was taking some time off and had some time to kill and was like, hey, why not go learn something new? I love education. I love research. Why not go learn something new? You sound a lot like my wife. That's how she got in the fire service. <laughs> and I fell in love and get to go to work and have fun. Yeah. And, you know, Chief said earlier that I work with a good crew. I, he, he's wrong there. I work with a great crew. I love these guys. Um, they are a good group. Cannot ask for any better crew. Yeah. We, we, we uh, are down here usually for three shifts. Well, usually four with a setup day. And it always feels like a second family. Mm -hmm. There's never... Uh, a question if you guys need something or you know they don't want you doing anything they don't want you cooking they don't want you cleaning they don't want you touching then nothing um it is widely established that there are clearly enough pots and pans in the kitchen um need some wooden spoons by god and some measuring cups measuring yeah. Cups. yeah you know what i think i'm going to get on amazon and send y'all some measuring cups three sets will that work chief that way we got enough for each firehouse um, I think that that'll some to logistics. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that poor. You see what I mean? What I mean? That poor guy. I love you, buddy. <laughs> that poor guy is, is is just catching it all the time. So you get hired. Um, how many females worked here before you? Oh, uh, well, there's three or four. Four before me. Um, they got stuck with me at the time. Right. Currently, I am. The only female in the suppression side, so. Okay. Um, I noticed that you're smoking a, uh, what do you got there? I have a La Aurora uh, 107. Yeah, you got a 107, yeah. too. Mine's, mine's Ecuador, though. Oh, Ecuador. Yeah. All right. The Nicaraguan seed is a little different. Yeah. I'll send you home with one. Ooh. Chief Cox didn't often. want one. He said he wanted to get one out of the humidor at the house. He didn't want this travel humidor. Uh. So I will send one <laughs> home with you today. Thank you. Because I was trying to make sure that I had a reason to go back and see you. You've always got a reason. That's right. <laughs> don't need a reason. Zon. You don't even have to have a reason. You just point the car north. I have to give the wife a reason. Oh. Home front six needs the reason, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your your husband's a fireman. He is. He works for the city of Fayetteville. All right. So they, they're busy. They are. Um, they run a lot of medical calls. <laughs> oh, my God. No offense, guys. <laughs> He is going to be so pissed when he hears this. And he, he did what in the Army? Uh, he was a ranger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let the record reflect. If you cannot detect the tone of voices, that we weren't the ones talking shit. Because <laughs> he could probably kill me with his thoughts. No, he wouldn't know it. That's what he says. You just, you just go to sleep. Yeah, just go to sleep. Lights go out. You're done. So you're an EMT? I'm an EMT. All right. Any aspirations to go higher? Because, I mean, you're you're one of these highly educated people. Maybe eventually. Um, I got into this late in life. You know, I, sure. I made a huge career change, uh, you know, from being a professional um, in a laboratory and sure. teaching school and that sort of thing to working in the fire service at, you know, 37 years old. Sure. Um, and I'm still wanting to learn and I, I want to I want to be a firefighter for as long as I physically can. See, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. A lot of people would say, oh, God dang, she's she's 37. What the hell is she wanting to come here for? She's a school teacher, worked in a lab. What, what were you doing in the lab? Uh, cancer research. Mercy. Lord. <laughs> <clears throat> where, were you working like in Research Triangle Park? Mm -hmm. or, oh, 
So you're one of those people. I'm one of those people. Yeah. We used to cover that area. We did. Covered it proudly. They used to have food truck rodeo on Fridays. It was amazing. <laughs> we used to love to go to it. Yeah. yeah. That was back in the good days. Back in the good days. Um, so you get to Lumberton. What was your first, like, what was your first fire? Was it a good fire? It, it was, uh, actually, it was, it was a very interesting fire. Um, we were actually, I think my first one was uh, the day of Lumba on the Rumba. I, what the heck is that? <laughs> what, it what? is an incredible chili cook-off where we were, so we had our, our prize stolen from us this year. What happened? Oh. And then I want to hear about the fire. Chief, Chief Cox can tell you the story. A no, I want to hear your that. words. I want to hear, I've heard him. <laughs> Listen, I talk to Chief Cox probably on a daily basis. I, I want to hear Jessica's words. Oh, I, I, I heard that... Um, it was um, the, someone who beat us out uh, burnt their chili. You know, I heard the same thing, but I did not hear it from Chief Cox. Oh, really? So I guess it's like Family Feud. 100 people surveyed on the street. Survey says, bing, burnt chili. <laughs> burnt chili. Now we're so, playing the feud. So if you, if you want to win a chili cook-off, burn your chili. Guys. I mean, there's some disgusted faces as I look around about this chili. I mean, it's... They take, uh, a, they take it seriously here, son. I hear you. So working in the lab, want to become a fireman. Where did you move at military-wise? Um, a little bit of everywhere. Um, Mercy. So, uh, ended up in Dahlonega, Georgia for the longest period of time. Never heard of it. Um, it is about an hour north of Atlanta. Mm. It's a little teeny tiny place, beautiful place if you ever need a good place to disappear in the mountains and go for vacation. Oh, mountains, you had me. That is it. Fair. Um. <laughs> Fair. All right. Did you have to, ever have to go overseas? Um, there were some fun times, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Was that during college or? No, that the, was that was with the. With the military. With the military. Okay. No kids. No kids. Fur kid, fur babies. Fur kids. Yeah. yeah same here. Yeah. Love them. Yep. Yeah. Dogs are spoiled. Sleep on a Tempur-Pedic bed. Mm -hmm. Yep. Know that. Know that all too well. How about you, Chief? Oh yeah. And John's got dogs. <laughs> Hell, you know how much shooter that that you took his chair. Um, oh, sorry. When, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> Hell, you've talked more in twenty seconds than he did the whole night. Um, <laughs> He's got dogs. He's got Daisy May. That is a, she's a like the hush puppy shoes. That dog. Oh, that's yeah, yeah basset hound. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and then he's got a dog named Proby, and Proby's like a half Dalmatian, half a hell. I don't know what he is. He's a mutt. He's a sooner, sooner to be one than the other. Yep. <laughs> so this dog, the poor thing, you know, we always say he's gonna be a Proby for life. <laughs> He'll never make a Johnny. <laughs> and, and we feel so bad for him because Proby's a good dog, though. You know, he's a, he's a great dog, but he's getting up there in age. He's like my dog brother that just is getting old, you know. Uh, but it, it's a funny because, you know, that's what he calls him is Proby. And, you know, his wife accepts that he's a fireman and loves it. And hell, his little girl Katie loves it, too, I think. She loves going to the firehouse. But uh, kids just is not in my cards. I don't – nah, no thanks. I have two stepsons, and uh, – but – there's enough people breeding in the world. We'll keep going. To the I don't. I don't think I, think I need to spawn. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, well, I'm an angry person, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you've got fire engine red hair, so that's definitely <laughs> not good. Yeah, not definitely. You not. probably have a case of the red ass a mile wide. Yeah, it, yeah. it can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I would just as soon start a fire in the house. It'd be easier to deal with. <laughs> At least it keep me occupied for a little while. Right. Yeah. So your husband works opposite schedules. How does that work for your for your family life? How does that? And I and I don't want to get too personal, but I, I just there are people out there that are in the same situation as you are that 
that that may not know how to adjust and i just we're just talking about it well as a military spouse we spent most of our married life away from each other anyway sure so i have become fiercely independent and when he finally retired and came home it it drove me insane because he wanted to do things his way and i want to do things my way you're like damn it this is what works yeah this i've been i've been running the farm here for a while now so i got this so i don't need you i can shoot my own horses so now it's now now we you know we see each other eight ten days a month maybe perfect yeah yeah my wife's like are you ever going to go back on a fire engine mm-hmm. i'm like i don't know i like making money if i saw him anymore <laughs> might kill him so. <laughs> i didn't say that but she, she, you know, my wife is, I, I tell you, my wife is a lot like you. She doesn't have the temper. And she doesn't cook as much. I guess y'all are really nothing like other <laughs> 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 I'm just picking. But, uh, and it's She's funny because everybody, everybody but you has met her at this table. So She's it's, a sweetheart. <laughs> she puts up with a lot of shit. She, listen. She puts up with a lot of shit, and my shit's not easy to deal with. I am not easy to deal with. So, um, and I think that's a fact. Widely accepted fact, Big John. Big John's pleading the fifth there. Pleading the fifth there, boss. <laughs> Take the fifth, he says. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> no, it, it, a lot of people don't realize that, the, you know, uh, some people do banking jobs. Some work, you know, a job in a professional setting, and some people don't have to work, right? And they, they're not used to their spouse being around. I can tell you the first three months I was home, my wife was like, are you ready to go back to work? <laughs> can you find something to do? I'm like, no, I'm enjoying this. But she was used to me being gone 12 to 20 days a month. I, like, love, I love one thing, and that's money. <laughs> Overtime. It ain't passive income. I ain't Grant Cardone. But I want to, I want to keep digging and make money and that's that's really what i want um so he's on an engine or is he on an ambulance or what's he do he back and forth he's um on rescue now so uh, what is is that in fayetteville talk a lot of people don't (laughs) so uh kind of like they do uh, i think there's i think they're running medium rescue i could be wrong um we don't talk too much about work um but uh he they are heavy rescue. Okay, I'm I'm being told that I don't pay enough attention to what my husband does. That's all right. You don't have to talk about the job at home. Yeah, um, there, no, there. because normally it becomes a pissing contest. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, now I want to dig deeper. <laughs> yeah. I want to pull the bandage. It is. Uh, um, I think I caught more fires in my first month on shift than he did his first year on shift, oh. and it Ooh. really and so even for Christmas I bought him a candle and it's oh, shit. it's called structure fire and it says for firefighters who only run ems calls oh um, he loves you he loves you <laughs> holy cow where did you find this online like amazon or i, I think it was etsy etsy it, all right i have the card i'll, I'll, I'll yeah, get the card if, you, if we can if we can get that that would be great <laughs> jessica that is that's some good stuff right there <laughs> i mean that's next level that's next level and that's the kind of fuckery that happens at home yeah that's the kind of stuff that happens so it's home. like going to the firehouse and then but it continues at home it continues at home so what do you do outside the fire department i mean obviously you're a very driven uh focused person i can tell that you, you use the word fiercely and i would say that's not even strong enough because i have watched you train and work i would say that fiercely i don't even know another word for fiercely if somebody could look that up 
uh, a good word, like a thesaurus. I'm stubborn. No, I don't say stubborn. I would say that you are absolutely driven and you're going to do it and there's not going to be any two ways about it. Well, I think the, the big thing for me is I got into this job after having a career where I made money. Um, I didn't take this career for the paycheck. Um, I'm, not, I'm not driven by my paycheck. Um, I am driven more by keeping up and making sure that these guys don't, you know, outrun me too much. Um, it, they always do because, like I said, I work with a great crew. Um, and But they're teaching me a lot. I'm learning a lot, and I love it. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I love your battalion chief. Oh, he's I think great. He, he is he is great. I'm not saying that because he's sitting out here. No, but I'm no. not either. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel bad that I'm saying it because the next thing you know, he's going to, like, hold it over my head. So the words for fiercely are angrily, forcefully, boldly, frantically, brutally, fear, furiously, ferociously, and madly. I've got hiddenly and hotly as well. I would say all of those are you. And I'm a fire sign, so yeah. I mean, I don't. What's that mean? <laughs> I don't know really. I just like the fact that I'm a redhead. I'm a firefighter now, and I'm a fire sign. Okay. So yeah, I don't follow any of that stuff. <laughs> but you know that you know that that's you. You identify as a fire sign. I I, I okay. Yeah. I guess I'm an asshole, son. <laughs> really? I guess. I mean, we're, if we're just picking shit out of the sky to make up, I'm going to make something up, too. I want to be like Jessica. I love lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. So there's a little bit of a pissing contest at home. That's oh, there's, great. It's, a, it's a big one. But, yeah, it's uh, even, even doing the fire academy, it was literally who made better grades. Was he a um, fireman first? No. Also, oh, same time. Mm-hmm. So career change for we both competition. of you. Oh, shit. And it's still a competition. Um, he's been, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to whisper. We can hear. I was the instructor. Oh, so that. Yeah. All these two were coming through. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Many. It, it chief, was, <laughs> chief was, too. And so it was just this, okay, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to make at least, you know, two points higher than this. And I've got to, I've got to finish this first. And um, I got my TR first. Oh, yeah. Which drove him insane, especially now that he is, yeah, you know, he's, he's a rescue guy. Right. Um, so that just drives him insane. Um, he I did he did get his structural collapse before I did, but, you know, we're can't, working You on can't that. win them all. Not all of them, so. <laughs> as long as you win more than you lose, that's better than baseball. Seven exactly. out of ten, they put Babe Ruth in the Hall of Fame. Her husband has not taken a picture with me yet and sent it to her. <laughs> at a fire yeah it's not done that <laughs> so i would say it's safe to say you love the job i adore the job you, it's not even a job it this is you can call it a job but it's this is a lifestyle yes yeah so the stepkids how do they like i mean they adjust to the schedule everything good um well they're both grown oh good. Um, one's they college gone. one's uh, see i look at you and i don't think that like grown folk right yeah so, I, I don't act like grown folk and, but, and you're yeah. young i mean like you're you're you're, you're your energy is not that of mine. I mean, we're damn near the same age, and I'm like, uh, it's nine o'clock, got to go to bed. <laughs> and you're like, no, nah, fuck Shun it, let's responsibility. go further. And you called me old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one drinking insure for breakfast, chief. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> <Shots> Touche. <laughs> it's too bad this isn't on video. Blame it on my roots. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that are just joining us, we, we have made the executive decision to not video these podcasts for the simple fact that it um, is too cumbersome and nobody really 
cares to watch. Like if you're listening to a podcast, you're listening to it like you're doing whatever. So just listen to it. Um, you may grab something out of it. You may not. Uh, but we want to talk with some people that are making differences. And I will tell you, Jessica, that speaking with your coworkers, they feel that you're making a difference. And I don't think it has anything to do with you being a female. I think it has to do with the fact that you're um, a middle-aged person who made a career change and has embraced it and came in and <laughs> said, to hell with everything else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sell out and this is what I'm going to do. Because yeah. who wants to go work in an office? I don't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not if you want to have a good life. No, this is this is more fulfilling than that paycheck ever was. Right. Um, and there are times, you know, a lot of people think that you have to run your, your dick in the dirt, um, no pun intended, um, that you have to be all day running around, running around, doing everything. But you can train hard. You can do things during your shift that make it – you can go to bed tired. Exactly. And but it's I, a good tired. Yeah. And and that's that's good. So what you you said you were driving today? What are you doing tonight? Uh, tonight I get to ride in the back. I get to I get to actually be fight some fire if we have anything. Well, I hope I hope Ooh. that it doesn't happen. But if it does, I wish you the now best. Of <laughs> captain's giving me some. <laughs> we will not say the Q word. Well, I have not heard the captain at all. I mean, he's usually walking around at a fevered pace. He is wearing a hole in the ground. He, you know, have you ever have you ever seen a uh, a stall walking horse? Oh, yeah, so Weaver? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That is what I think of when I think of your captain. I think of he never stops. I He's like the little Energizer bunny. He just keeps fucking going and going. And Always going. on a mission. I Always. told him today he, he was like a squirrel on crack. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I love it. He's got so much energy, and you can't you can't be having too bad of a day. with. He told me he's a mascot. He is. And he's proud. Like He, he, he ordered is. this whole thing, and he's like a football mascot, and he was showing me all these pictures. And, I mean, it was just in between training, but I got, like, so much information from this guy. I mean, I'm an auctioneer, and I can talk fast, right? This dude makes me look like an idiot. Like, he just talks, and you've got to be you got to be on your game. You can't be on your phone texting and, like, talking to somebody else. you got to, like, listen to him. And then he's got this southern North Carolina accent that you've really got to be on your game. Could you imagine if he was drinking? How much? <laughs> He, I don't know. I have heard it's pretty I seem, fun. I seem to talk better when I'm drunk. Well, I talk I slower. Do you? I do when I'm. Yeah. All right. What's your drink of choice? Oh, I'm a Scotch girl. Oh God. Get in You're my smoking belly. cigars, <laughs> drinking Scotch, going to fires, going to more fires than your husband. Yeah. And yep. scoring higher on tests. <laughs> You're doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Man. You're living I'm trying. your. I think you're living your best. life. I am living my absolute best life. That's. You know what? That's. That is fabulous. And I am I am happy for you. Thank you. What advice would you give uh, a young person coming into this job, both male or female? I think the biggest thing would be to a look for the positive in anything. Um, I know one of the big killers of of career firefighters is negativity. You you're going to have people who you work with who are just negative people. But if you start dwelling in their negativity, you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to burn out. Um, it doesn't matter. I can find a, a bright, a bright spot in anything. So look for look for the bright spot. Look for ways to improve yourself. Don't worry about trying to, you know, fix everybody else around you. But you find what makes you happy. You cling to that and you run with it. Can you say that other part? Can you say that louder for the folks maybe that didn't hear it quite <laughs> as well about fixing their problems. 
Yeah, don't you can't fix anybody else's problems. Mm. You Not worry about duct tape. Nope. No, you, you can, can shut it up. <laughs> Damn. You, you can fix you, your problem. I mean, you're you are aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it. <laughs> and you're not talking that cheap duct tape from Dollar General. No, that, you're talking that's the real 3M. Yeah, that's fair. Sometimes, sometimes you may have to go with the Gorilla Tape, but wow, yeah. that stuff. Have you? Tried Don't put it in your one? hair. No. Oh, yeah, no, it's not, not that'd a, be terrible. Mm-hmm. That'd be terrible. How was it like coming to your first shift here? It was scary, um, especially knowing that I was the only female and that was here, you know, at the time. Right. Uh, I knew. Chief and you know Chief Cox and I knew uh, Chief Nelson, and I knew a couple of guys that were here. Um, Cox, I knew him. We were in the fire academy together, um, so I knew a couple of folks. But it was still scary, and it was you know I'd gone from a little volunteer station to you know in my in the, in the big leagues, you know Lumberton was the big leagues. I have friends that work at Fayetteville who applied here and applied here and applied here and could not get picked up. And so, you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe get a, your husband up here. Maybe he can get some fire. No, oh, shit. I'm Fair not enough. sharing my department with him. No. Yeah, <laughs> You're okay. like, I'm here first. Yeah, this is mine. <laughs> uh, you know, I was talking with the captain earlier and we were talking about a young man here. And I'm not going to mention his name, but he applied for like 10 years straight. Every year would do the physical agility and would be here and never got a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that cat what the f- will work. <laughs> Holy cow. Sparky has made an appearance. <laughs> Sparky is dressed up. The captain oh, is jumping around right now, dressed up as Sparky, like a, like a mascot. He's doing one-arm push-ups behind the engine. I mean, he is doing it. This is absolutely amazing. Yeah. We are all trying to contain ourselves. We're, we've had to mute some microphones so people don't laugh too hard. He's now hugging our visitor from the other county and doing things. I mean, I feel like I'm Brockmire narrating a baseball game. I just don't have Vin Scully's voice. <laughs> you made us get off track, Cap. But this kid, he applied for 10 years and never got a chance. And now he's in the door. And he... Uh, he uh, he's 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 doing it right. Nobody works more overtime than this dude. Nope. And I just think, what are we doing to people that may not look right or may not? Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Does that make sense to you? It does. Um, I. <laughs> I'm gonna get a picture with him. Okay. <laughs> Come here, Sparky. I want a picture. Go ahead. If you continue your thought. <laughs> I think that. Uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, I don't fit the the look or the criteria in my eyes as you know a firefighter. But um, I I was very blessed. Um, Chief Ivy and Chief West decided to give me a shot um, based on recommendation, I, I, I believe, of a couple of uh, other chiefs. And uh, you know, you you have to look at at the heart, not just not just the training. You can you can teach people a lot, um, but are they people who are going to commit? Do they want it? Um, this isn't this isn't something that you. It's not a nine to five. You don't just you, you can't just be a like you guys said earlier a a paycheck firefighter. Um, you're not going to last. Um, you're not going to you're not going to develop the brotherhood that you know is necessary for you to to continue in this line of work. It's it can be stressful. 
Um, it can be hard on your family. So, you know, you having a second family here and really buying into your department. Um, it can't be the department that you work at. It has to be your department. Um, and I think that by finding the people who um, exhibit those qualities, I think that's the, the best way for us to kind of continue on um, and grow instead of losing all the people that we are. And I'm afraid that Sparky's behind No, me. no, you're good. You're yeah. clear. Here you go. Here you go. No, you're clear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we would not let you get attacked. Okay. <laughs> so when you talked about being scared, what happened? Walk us through that first day. Do you remember it? Oh, I, I can remember. So my uh, my first day on shift, I, I had been told earlier that I was going to have to cook. Um, it was kind of a busy day, and I think we ended up eating at like 11 o'clock that night because the water wouldn't boil for the chicken Alfredo. Um, but, uh, you know, it was – no one made me feel like I was an outsider. You know, there's still that whole little – we're not going to learn your name until you've proven that you're going to stay and that you're you're worth learning. Um, What's your radio strap say? <laughs> the girl. And, and and for the folks listening, what did they call you that? And instead of calling me Jessica or Jess or anything, they they, hey, where's the girl? Hey, girl, come here. Where's the girl? Did that offend you? Not at all. No, I, no, I, I no am the girl. No feelings on your sleeve. Right? I have no feelings. No. Yeah, not at work. No, no. I mean, I I love the guys, but yeah, I, it's hard to it's hard to to offend me. You got to have thick skin. I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of people want to have thin skin, and you having a little life experience and coming in, I think maybe puts you in an advantage that that maybe a twenty to twenty five year old would not have that still lives with mom and dad. You've been out. You know what it's like to pay bills. You know what it's like to be short. You know what it's like to not just buy silver chains and drive big trucks that are squatted and boom, boom, hey, 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 boat. You know, <laughs> you know what that's – those people exist, Jessica. And, they do, they do. And <laughs> they, that's their only goal in life is to get another can of Copenhagen and go down the road. Mm -hmm. So that first day, did they, they treat you okay? I oh, mean, yeah, they were they, – it was, it was fabulous. In fact, I uh, – I expected it to be a lot, a lot more uncomfortable, but you know, I was scared coming in. But uh, very quickly, I walked away. Then you know, I walked away the next morning, uh, completely solid in my decision to do this. Like I have had no regrets whatsoever. No regrets. No regrets. That's good. Yeah, it was. Uh, we stayed busy, and uh, I, uh, I learned a lot. Uh, it was quite funny. I, I looked like a chicken with my head cut off because I was like, oh, oh, Tones, do we go to this? And I'd run out to the truck, and they're like, no, that's Station 3. Oh, okay. So you were running around like the cat. Oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish people could have seen how he ran in here and jumped. He was like a mascot. I mean, I've never seen Sparky move so good. The uh, Let's talk about that first fire. We got a little off topic, but we always come back. You know, we're like a boomerang. <laughs> we are waiting to come yeah. we'll get back to it. And we had been down at the uh, at the Lumba on the Rumba, and uh, we. Had, that's the chili cook off. That's right? the chili cook off right. and the big festival. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you're ever in Lumberton around that time, you need to you need to make sure you, you visit. Um, we caught the fire. Uh, we took off, and I was still I was still down here, um, and uh, it was. One of those where it was like my first, you know, I will say big fire. Um, 
it was one of those, it was too far gone for us to really do a whole lot of anything. They did, um, they did make entry and, and try to knock some down, but it was, it was an old dilapidated trailer. Um, and, uh, it ended up fighting structure fire and grass fire and all sorts of stuff. Wind driven. It was very windy. <laughs> um, it was, a it was a busy day. It was exhausting. Um, and I, when I finally got back and fell asleep, I, I zonked out and I went to bed with the biggest permagrin. I think I wore that grin for like the next two months. Um, it so feels good. It, it does. It just feels good. Yeah, you know, there's, there's, you, you have days where you don't fight fire. You have days where you don't have big wrecks and those are good days because that means that our community, Nobody's in trouble, right? exactly. Our community has, our community is having good days. Um, but when you have those days, you know, when you have days where you train super hard, you fall asleep, you come home, you're, you know, you're complaining because your feet hurt, you're hungry, you're tired, you're cold, you're hot. But when you go to bed, you know, you you're feel happy. Accomplished. Yeah. You've, you, you know that you have, have, you've worked. So. Work is, is, is such a strong word. A lot of folks don't like to work. Yeah. And this is, this is straight up blue collar get your hands dirty mm -hmm. this is growth folk work <laughs> if I mean, you don't I believe that. it's dirty you know we have one over here who he just looks at fire and turns smudgy Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair so you got a memorable call that you think of i mean your career has not been terribly long it's not been terribly long um a funny call a funny call. Nothing morose. We're okay. trying to be positive tonight. We've had enough heavy shit. <laughs> oh. I mean, we've talked about some heavy stuff these last few podcasts. Like, yeah. oh yeah, really? you know, uh, we're going to talk about something. Um, we're going to we're going to shoot it in June. Lady's coming all the way from South Korea. She works with our deployed soldiers, um, and she wants to talk about mental health. And she and I have a a, a long connection, a long friendship, and that's going to be heavy, right? Mm -hmm. Because her story's like, <laughs> fuck. Right, it has nothing to do with firefighting, but you know I equate it to what we do to go into a war zone. Um, you know, soldiers know their enemy. Sometimes they don't. Right. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes they know the building they're going in. Sometimes we don't. So there's a lot of parallels between what our military does and what we do. Oh yeah. Not taking anything away from those who serve our country and their spouses, because another friend of mine who is uh, a widow. She, I think, had a tough job being, you know. I mean, I remember when he, when, when Mike looked at me and said, "I want you to take care of my family while I'm deployed." At 26, I don't think I was ready for that. But as a friend, that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to talk about some heavy stuff. So give us a give us a positive, not not positive, a funny. You know, if you had a funny call or something that sticks out, it could be from your volley house or wherever. I, well, I, I know we had one here that. Not sure how funny it is to everybody else, but um, and and how much I can actually say about that one. Um, but there was a fire, and um, in the process of overhaul, um, entertaining adult items were strewn everywhere, and um, just the walking in and seeing that, and you know, you're you're dealing with this serious issue where this house is on fire, sure. and you walk in and you see all this stuff and everyone just died laughing like you, you everyone had to stop and just laugh for a little bit because it's like 
is is that is that what I is that a is yep. that yeah yeah um <laughs> is that what I think yep 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 <laughs> that was on page 42 what are you talking about John <laughs> oh wow <laughs> you can order that <laughs> so I got a funny one for you when you say that uh we were we were part of a uh, grant that allowed us to go and install smoke alarms in people's homes and we did a pre-plan on their home those and are awesome yeah it was fun <laughs> I was working with a uh uh, a female who was uh, very much like you, but younger, and she was young in her career. And um, we were out, and we went to this house. We set up the appointment. We went there, and um, I'm going to call her young lady because I don't want to use her name. So young lady and I meet said homeowner, and we're talking, and, you know, we're like, okay. So she's drawing the sketch of the house and the, where the bedrooms are and, you know, where we're going to put the smoke alarms and where do you, you know, how high do you want them, what color do you want? You know, we had we had that kind of variety. I mean, it was nice. Chief wrote a good grant. So we get to the basement of the house, and me being me, I was like, "This isn't the only part of the floor plan. This isn't the only part of um, that the house that exists. Something is missing." And I noticed that there was like a door that looked fake, like a, like it was part of the wall, but you could see the crease around it. There was a little gap. It wasn't perfect. <clears throat> so I was like, well, you know, the measurement of the floor up top says it's this. The, the measurement, you know, looks like this. Is this the only room in the house? And she was like, well, there's a room back there, but I don't want you to see it. <laughs> and young lady being young lady was like, no, 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 I need to see it, you know, so we can put it on the sketch because if there's somebody ever in there, you know, we need to know, be, be able to direct firefighters. She goes into this whole spiel, and I'm like, oh, shit. And I didn't say a word. And she's being like total serious, right? So this lady, probably in her mid-30s to 40s-ish, somewhere in there, opens the door and just hangs her head. And inside was what you described, Ooh. except there was no fire. <laughs> and there were all <laughs> sorts of stuff, paraphernalia. And I was like, whoa. And we just simply <laughs> closed the door. We gave her the business cards. We thanked her for her time. And we didn't talk about that <laughs> a long damn time. We didn't talk about that specific incident. She and I didn't. Um, but she ended up being a great firefighter, uh, an asset. She again married a fireman just like you. Um, and, you know, I, I've lost touch with people over the years. I mean, you know, 23 years you lose touch with people. But <clears throat> what, a, what a fun time. <laughs> I mean, just crazy stuff. You, know? you, you you definitely get to see some things that make you go hmm yeah hmm. yeah so yeah or mm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> jesus i didn't am i living you start questioning <laughs> yeah. your life decisions i'm so i'm, I'm so plain it's this is the yeah. yeah so what's next for jessica what's next i want to keep pushing um i want to keep learning uh i may i may never be the best at what i do but i'm darn well gonna keep trying to be um, and it might be in little stuff. Eventually, I hope to go into the education side of of the fire service. Uh, you want to get like your fire life safety educator deal? Or? I've I've completed my one, so moving on to that. Well, you're better than most of us. <laughs> I have the added benefit of of at once, you know, one time in a previous life I was an educator, and so sure. I I and I love it. When I'm passionate about something, I, I absolutely love sharing, and I will talk your ear off about it. Um, and I love, I love working with kids. 
um, just don't want any of my own. But doesn't mean you can't love them. Yeah, you just don't want yours. Yeah, oh, yeah I get it. So <laughs> makes sense. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I like self-aware people. <laughs> I like direct. You know, if you can't be who you are, you're not who you are. I, I decided a long time ago, especially when it came to kids, that I, I'm too selfish of a person. I want to do what I want to do. I want to. I want a high know. five. <laughs> I want vacation. Let me tell you what yeah. happens. Friday, we're leaving on vacation. Nice. Guess what happens next month? We're going on another vacation. We work entirely too hard to not do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Life is too short. Oh, absolutely. And variety is the spice of life. I, I firmly, firmly believe that. You just can't do one thing and just be, you know, I think it's great to sell out and be good at it. Mm-hmm. But you have to have other things. What what hobbies do you have outside this job? Um, anything outside. Uh, I own a small farm. Um, we grow hay, horse hay. So. Well, if you're growing hay, you're selling it? I sell hay. Then you are not having a little hobby. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. What kind of what kind It of makes me got? smile to say it that way. If I say I grow hay, then, you know, and think about everything that's getting ready to start popping off here in the next few weeks. And well, if you months. need somebody to come rake hay and bale hay, I'm your guy. Come just, on out. I mean, I would love to. I'm, I can't I won't call you. I can't. Well, I can't even me. get. I can't even get yeah, people to hire sure. to come out and help me with my hay anymore. Oh, I listen, seventeen I, bucks an hour. No one wants to show. I, I pick will a come. Pay. I will come. All right, come on. I've told yeah, will you, told her multiple times. Will you? Will you make food? Oh yeah, we always. I cook. want a cheesecake. Next time we're down, uh, it's when this podcast airs. We will be here again. Okay. Um, I would like a cheesecake. You Is tell me what. You tell me what kinds you want. I don't care. Dealer's choice. I'll even give you the money. I'll Venmo it to you right now. I just. I. I want. I've heard all about this cheesecake, John. We've heard about it like six times today. I love cheesecake. Yeah. They were like, oh, so you're going to have time to make cheesecake. I was cheesecake. I was going to, but, you know, we were training today, and those guys wore us out. Yeah. How was training? Today? It was awesome. Yeah? It was great. Do things you've never done? Yeah. I, I learned, you know, so we went over forcible entry and, and right. That's the, been in research. You, you dipped your toe in the water with what we did today. I would strongly tell you... Um, even though this is going to air, and I'm sorry for the torch lighting off my cigar, um, lost its steam, that um, you you should attend all three days. Absolutely. I, I'm dead serious. Like, if you're at work, you're going to be able to, but at least one day. But um, <clears throat> especially Saturday and Sunday. Friday, not so much. Friday is just going to be kind of an overview. But Saturday and Sunday. Don't is, sell yourself short. No, I mean, <laughs> Friday just, night I want is her to, a building up to a great weekend. I get that. Go. But Saturday and Sunday, we've seen this recipe before. This is and when it, the magic happens. Yeah. Ooh. So, like, it's like you're passionate about educating. We are, we are, we think we have found what works. And we have been told up and down the eastern seaboard, far west, that what we're doing works and our model works. Awesome. Now, whether you agree with that as an educator or not, I don't know. You're never supposed to ask questions you don't know, but I kind of want to hear your thoughts on what we do and how we do it. How's the presentation from somebody from the outside in? Oh, I, you guys have done an incredible job. This you, is not your first time with us. It's not my first time with you guys. Um, every time you guys are out, I learn something new. And it might be, you know, it, it's, it's basics. It's stuff that, you know, we have, we've been taught since we started in the fire service. You know, for me, it wasn't that long ago, but like even today, um, finding new ways and uh, more efficient ways of breaching doors, you know, instead of standing here and working harder and killing yourself and killing yourself, just using that tool a different way, just using the tool a different way. And it's like, holy cow. Right. I wasn't covered by one. Look, look. Yeah, I am. (laughs) And I'm not picking on the chief because I know he taught part of your probate school. 
but the the time that is allotted and the amount of students that are required to put a class on especially in this state because mm -hmm. we are driven by the community college system it is very difficult for an instructor to get through the required curriculum and then get through some real world hands-on shit yeah i have seen personally classes that were forcible entry state classes where people never force the door yeah and then you, you 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 give them their little gold seal and you send them on their way and the next thing you know they're on an engine and they go up to the door and they're like i don't know what to do mm -hmm. and then you put them on the charlie side of a taxpayer or on the back side of a strip mall and they can't force that solid slab door and they're going oh shit, i don't know what to do and that happens and that's where we i think we found our niche mm -hmm. or niche however you say it I don't know. I'm not Depends French. on what part country you're I'm not yeah. French. It's just like I auctioned the other night at a gala auction, and then somebody said it's a gala. And I'm like, gala? That's like a language that the French speak, isn't it? You isn't know? that an apple? I, I, I don't know. Is it a gala? Is it gala or a gala? gala? Yeah, it's like, it was a gala auction is what I said. And, I mean, it was interesting, but there was rich people there. Golly, rich people. I sold a wooden gavel. I'll show you a picture of this. I sold a wooden gavel. How much would you pay for a wooden gavel? $15? Yeah, $15. How about that kind of wooden gavel? Oh, great day. That thing is huge. Yeah, that's that's my auction gavel. Um, that gavel, I sold that thing for $3,500. Wow. Can you believe that? Look at me swinging this thing to sell, to sell it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy large. And I'll put a picture. I'm impressed with that wrist strength. Yeah. You, you got you to put an eight-pound tool in your hand and then take it to your nose. That's how you build that. I know what y'all are thinking. Y'all are dirty. <laughs> y'all are, are going to hell. Every last one of y'all are going to hell. Are we changing your name to Hammer? <laughs> you could. I mean, if the hammer sells, I don't care. What's the hammer price? So uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, your, your, your journey has been, I would say, fascinating, Jessica. It's fascinating to me. But what would you say to somebody that first-time person coming into the firehouse? There are people that are like you every day. I've worked with a lot of people. I met a guy that was a executive and came in and been, was a fireman. I've also seen a guy leave being a fireman and missed it and became a doctor. And probably to this day still misses the um, fire service. I've got one tool that he, uh, that he braided for me. It's called Cox Combing. It's a sailing deal. And he's, this dude's like the most interesting man you've ever met. John used to be his boss. I mean, he sails. He's... He's dapper. He's he's like he checks a lot of the box. He's super smart. Oh, absolutely. And one of the best firemen you've ever seen. Like hands down, lights out, good fireman. And he wanted to go to medical school, and so he went to medical school. And the only guy I know that miss missed being a fireman, and he's making he's making fuck you, bunny. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he literally is. He's a smart dude. <laughs> but I miss that dude. I've got a picture of my and a superb mustache. Well, I think he's got a beard now. He may. Doctors are weird. Well, doctors are weird. I mean, it is what it is. But the uh, the point that I that I want to that I want to say is that that you know, what would you tell somebody if they were thinking about taking a class with us? What would you tell them? You know, what would you say to them? Oh, absolutely, do it. Um, and don't go into the preconceived ideas that you've had from any of your other classes. Oh, don't be like Chief Cox. <laughs> I think that's what she said. I'm not sure. I was reading between the lines. It was a, it was a cigar smoke. But Gene. how many of them have actually come back and told you that? You know, surprisingly enough, we address this, but 
we've only had really like one complaint. Six years of business. One complaint from somebody that got their feels hurt. And, you know, facts don't care about feelings. And when you're a shitty fireman, you're a shitty fireman. And I don't think any of the seven guys that are uh, our instructors will hesitate to tell you that you need to buck up and pay pay a little bit more forward. You right. know, um, at least that's our our stance. Well, Jessica, what do you got? What do you got to wrap this thing up? Well, you guys keep everyone. Well, by the time you hear this, we'll probably already be having our fun weekend. But if you guys find any of uh, any training that yeah. you guys are offering, by all means, hit it up. Yeah, I mean, um, the great thing about North Carolina, a lot of people don't understand this, is that it's driven by the community college system. And if a fire department wants training, they go to the local community college, they ask their, their fire service instructor uh, to give them some training, they reach out to, the, to whoever can instruct it. There's, there's certification classes and then there's real world classes. Mm -hmm. And young man over there I'm looking at is taking a certification class. You know how many times I've put a three to one together in real life in anger? None. Miserable. How many times have I forced a door? How many times have I VS'd a building? How many times have I busted apart a car? Things that we actually do. Now, I'm not saying that those skills aren't worthy and they're not worth less, but what is the what is the balance, right? Yeah, and it's it's like I said to you earlier in the day that um, you know we we hear all about this vent inner search. <coughs> you know, we're taught even in the in the fire academy you hear vent inner search, but this was probably the first time. I've ever put it together and actually done a vent inner search drill of any sort. You know, we've always been, it's always been understood, well, you know how to throw a ladder. Yeah. You know how to crawl through a window, which I learned some new fun ways of not busting my batootie climbing through a ladder, or climbing through a window. Can we get a spelling on that, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. You can, you can say ass. It's oh, okay. I can say, okay. Yeah, we're right. an explicit podcast. Okay, okay. Yeah. They don't let me talk on the radio very often because I say bad words. They don't want me talking on. They don't want me talking to the news. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely <laughs> don't want me to. Um, so I, but today we put it all together. You know, instead right. of it just being, oh well, you know how to do the different fundamental basics of this. You know, we put all the components together today. Right. And it makes a difference because instead of you know it, that is that that muscle memory. Instead of actually having to put all three of these together now and be like, okay, well, I have to do this and this, it becomes, you know, muscle memory. You start learning new things that make it easier. Um, the same way with breaching the doors, you know, finding things that work for us. Because in the fire academy, you might get to, you might get to do, you know, hands-on during a certification class once, twice, maybe, if you're lucky. Because we you're limited on time and you have 30 students. We went to, we went to Hilton Head for six straight days six seven days of the setup day right mm -hmm. and we went through we had an entire bed in the pickup truck full of wood and they had another half bed we estimated over 6800 forces that's awesome on three doors those guys were badass tired oh i bet but i guarantee you they left there knowing how to force an inward swinging door, outward swinging door, left, right hand swinging, wood jam didn't matter. They were ready to go. And a lot of people don't want to put, and I don't say a lot of people, a lot of agencies don't want to put forth the money and they don't want to put forth the effort into one, buying the props, two, the tools, or three, the instructors. And a lot of people don't, you know, they don't correlate that. But Jessica, I want to thank you 
for sitting down with us. I do think that we will probably film another podcast down here uh, in May, and we will follow up. Um, what we'll do is we'll sit down and we're going to talk with you, and we want to hear we want to hear your thoughts, good, bad, and different. We want to hear what your thoughts are about because you're going to say that. Well, I learned how to do this. Just wait, because today was a taste of forceful entry because that's part of truck company operations. But you know, VES is another thing. Throwing ladders is one thing. But you're like, like you said, you, you put a little bit together here, there. Today was your walk phase, or I'm sorry, your crawl phase. The next will be Saturday will be the walk, and Sunday will be your run. Nice. And we 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 found our recipe, you know, as as educators that, that we think work. But I want to thank you for sitting down with us. Um, look forward to the next time. I am looking forward to cheesecake. I know David's fat ass is looking forward to cheesecake. <laughs> he says, yep, yep. His head but, was shaking back and forth. Yeah, so I, I think that we'll be good to go. But, Jessica, thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate it, and we look forward to talking with you again. Can't wait. All right. Thank you. Well, I want to tell you, you know, Seek Thermal Imagers, we were talking about thermal imagers, and Seek has done a great thing. They can put a thermal imager in everybody's hand. You don't need to really have this iPhone clarity to see a shape of a person in a room. And... You know, I, I'm, I'm as a as a company, we really like Seek and what they're doing. Uh, at Seek Thermal, they're they're very innovative. Um, but also, we want to uh, give some shout out to and some love to uh, Captain Bob Farrell of Firehooks Unlimited for providing the best tools um, in the fire service. Just came out with another tool this week. Um, we're going to get one sent to us to basically R and D, and we're going to see what it does. And then we also want to give a shout out to Akron Brass, who gives us flow meters so we can go out and get true flows. So sitting down with us now is, uh, oh boy, <laughs> my man, Anthony. Tell the folks who you are. I'm Anthony Coleman from uh, work here at Lumpton. I've been here about ten years. Uh, what's, your, what's your job here? What do you I do? I'm a master firefighter. I'm, I drive the engine. I'm Assigned to the engine every day, driving. Okay. Um, you work with the captain that runs around? Yes. Yeah, I've been working with him for, been following him since I've been here. Just me and him. Um, yeah. Every time one of us moves, the other moves right behind him. So you guys are a match set, like a set of doves. We work good together. Like a set of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. He knows me and I know him. When we both know our quirks. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good to have synergy. It's good to have that type of relationship with your boss i mean a lot of people don't see that um working out i know john had his crew for a long time you had a great chauffeur i had a great show i had a great crew yeah you were you had the all-star crew for sure then he wanted to be a doctor (laughs) (laughs) and fucked up more more power to him i I don't i don't fault nobody for wanting to 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 better their self absolutely great dude he's a great dude the uh so where 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 are you from I'm from Bladenburg, uh, North Carolina. Now, for the folks at home, say it like you would with everybody else. Bladenburg, by. <laughs> what he is saying, <laughs> everyone that is Bladenburg listening. Bladenburg, Bo. Yeah, yeah, so Bo is like a, it's like a North Carolina thing, like Bo Jangles. Term of endearment. Yeah, and so when Coleman talks, he said Bladenburg, Bo. And then you got to add in the other part, man. You got to get, got to get the gee gee in there. Yeah, you got to get Turtle Man in there. So give them one time what they would what they would hear if they came into the firehouse and saw you at shift change. It'd be blame her, Bo gee gee, <laughs> like Turtle Man. <laughs> and 
you know, a lot of people are like, well, why is this guy on here? Why is this random guy on here? This is a 10-year guy. Are you a volunteer anywhere? Yes. All right. So you an officer there? Yes, sir. All right. Well, cool. So what's your rank there? I'm a captain there. Captain there. Is it difficult for you to switch back and forth between your role as a captain there and as a career guy here? No. I, once I leave, once I come to work, I put my volunteer back to the on the back side, and when I'm here, I'm here. So there's going to be a lot of people, and I and I, I say that a lot that there's a lot of people. There's going to be people out there that are listening to this going, I don't understand how a career guy can go volunteer somewhere and not get paid. You're giving away your trade. I don't think a lot of people or those people that are complaining understand the economics of the areas where people choose to live. You know, we're not a in a metropolis area. The tax base is we're mostly agricultural outside of the cities and towns. The economic base is not there. So volunteers are vital to providing some level of fire protection and rescue protection and hazmat protection to the citizens. Mm-hmm. How do you communicate that to a young man, young lady coming into the job? How, 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 would, you, how would you tell somebody, how would you explain to them the difference if they're, they've been a volunteer fireman for five years and now they're going to be a career guy? Uh, I, I do it for the love of the job, man. I, I, I've grew up around it. My daddy was the fire chief. I think he's going 25 years now. So pretty much my whole life I've been around the fire service and I love it. Now, you said a word in there that I have to translate. We're going to have to pause you. It's like Shooter. When Peltier and Shooter get together, you haven't met Peltier yet. They've got West Virginia lingo that we don't understand. So you said Diddy. And that sounded like a filler word for an auctioneer. And what he was saying was his daddy or dad. So go ahead. Yes, my daddy was. (laughs) My dad has been the fire chief since. My father. As long as I can remember. Um I, since I was a little child, I stayed around the fire station. And I, I don't come here for the paycheck, and everybody in the fire service can agree with that. You don't, you don't come to the fire service for a paycheck because we don't get to pay for it yeah, for we what we do. Well, we get paid for they they pay us for what we're willing to do, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. There's a a level of commitment that has to happen. Everything falls up under that. Yeah, all of the job related duties as assigned or requested. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's Chief Cox's favorite line. He lays that shit on but me all the time. If when you come to the <laughs> career side of it, you got a job to do. I mean, you come here and you do your job. It's just like every other job. You're required to do so many things. Yeah. Do you mind cleaning toilets? No. Been here 10 years and you don't mind, huh? No, sir. Huh. Odd. And Everybody, what's f- everybody likes a clean potty, though. I, I, I like that fabuloso smell. Absolutely. Yeah, I like Fabuloso smell. What the crazy thing is about, though, you were talking about me being a captain at a volunteer station. Yes, sir. What's funny is my lieutenant here is up under me at my volunteer. Lieutenant Lieutenant Horton. Yeah. He is on the same volunteer department, and he's up under me there. He's a firefighter there, and I'm a captain. So there's never been a squabble, though? No. There's never been a... I respect him for his, his job. So it's part of being a man, I think, or an adult. Maybe that's a better way to say it. It's part of being an adult to not, um, to not, I guess, get that power-hungry uh, ego. Would that be a good way to say it? Yeah. You know, you grew up with him, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of respect there and a, and a mutual friendship, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people don't, 
I don't think understand that. I think they come in. Some people, you know, like they, they see that the fire department's hiring. I know you guys just had a guy that went through the process. It was a general application for the city. Yeah. <laughs> and the poor mug went out and did the agility test, and he smoked it, right? Yeah, smoked it. <laughs> so, I mean, chances he he probably going to get a job at the fire department and never applied, but he was a general applicant, yeah. right? So, you know, there's a there's a portion of people that don't know anything about the fire department and then there's those that have fire hydrants that their grandpa put in cement so he could tag a hydrant and learn how to do that as a child yeah that was my life my oh. grandfather did that and then they had a we had burn barrels out behind grandma and grandpa's house that i would go put out when he'd light off a big fire piss my <laughs> grandma off god rest her soul but <laughs> we had a lot of fun right? oh yeah and this job is about fun it's about love it's about compassion it's about uh bad times good times and a lot of people that um come together for a common goal we don't have to we don't have to get along we're never always going to see eye to eye but i'm glad you put bladenborough on the map oh yes i try i mean i'm glad like it's 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 going to be on the map now people are going to look up where bladenborough north carolina is i hope so you know small little town one stoplight one stoplight and a firehouse yep my big firehouse oh big firehouse you got a garage mahal I got a four double back base. Oh, it's, it's Garage Mahal. Double base. Double yeah. base. I'll tell you both. Big money in Bladenburg. Every base got a truck in it. I'll be dying gun. How many members y'all got over there? We're averaging somewhere around 40 to 50. How many active? That's the real I, question. You get, with ours, it's, we have a certain crew that goes days, some, some, and a certain crew that goes at nights, and some you got that goes all the time. I mean, we're ranging 16 to – there's some guys on there that's 50, 60 years old, and they're still getting it. Right. Right. We got, one, we got, one, we got one close to 70 that can just about outwork everybody. Well, I, there was a guy – remember Eddie in Ohio with the Mohawk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I, I got to tell you about this guy. So we met this guy. He, he wears these skinny jeans and, like, these, like, red Converse Chuck mm. Taylors, right? And I'd never met him before, obviously. So we go into this class, and we're giving the spiel of who we are. And he's got, you know, his hair all combed over and everything, and real respectful. And he was real, like, in your face. And this was at the height of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And so he would get really close to you when he talked. And I was weirded out by it. I was like, Bo, you need to get back, you know? <laughs> so, but now I see this guy, and I give him the biggest bear hug ever. Because he was, like, 68 years old. And he was out working. Fast Eddie out working these kids and yep. he was so devoted to his mother who had ment- or not men- mental but medical issues and was taking care of her with I think another family member and his wife that he was taking care of if I if I remember the story correctly and just a, a home run but this dude was in shape he rode a carbon fiber bicycle and so me being you know me I was like oh can I ride that thing he's like no you break it I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but <laughs> Eddie Eddie had a mohawk. <clears throat> Let me see if I can find a picture of him. But what a great guy. He, he was uh, uh, quite enjoyable to be around. Uh, we called him Fast Eddie because he had a, a tremendous amount of energy. Yeah. And like Jeremy said, it, uh, he would work circles around some of those guys. And... You know, once you get through your first, maybe second air bottle and, you know, you're starting to get tired, he's going back for a third. 
Uh, he probably weighs, what, 110 pounds? I'm looking at a picture of him here. He's got those red shoes and skinny jeans on, if you thought I was joking. He's rubbing Buddha's belly, and it's not me, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he would he would come to the firehouse, and he was just he's, – he's electric. And, uh, and But the young guys respected him. Mm-hmm. And there was not a lot of talk back. When he said something, that's how it went. And us being us, we had a small issue during the class. Somebody said something they shouldn't have. Not one of our people, one of the attendees said something they shouldn't have, and it, it created, uh, in my opinion, a shitstorm. And so Eddie got wind of it, came to us, talked to us about it. The senior man handled it. He doesn't have rank, but he handled it. It never got to the lieutenant, the captain. Yeah. You know, that's how it should be, career or volunteer. That's how it should be. So, yeah. um, you know, is that how things are done there? I mean, you try to keep things off the radar and yeah. out I mean, of the old man's hair. Try not to stress out the old, the more senior guys. I mean, the guy I was talking about, yeah, he's he's great. He's got full of energy. He don't go inside to work construction fires. Right. He does the work on the outside. Sure. He does the grunt work outside. Throwing ladders, softening buildings. Yeah. I mean, changing out bottles. I mean, filling, running our service truck filling right. air bottles getting water for the guys make sure there's cold water right um there's a room there's a place for somebody on, a, on the fire ground yes and a lot of people look down uh, and it's very frustrating to hear some career people talk you know when we go somewhere we don't travel with any fire department clothing on um for a specific reason one we, we want to be under the radar two uh we don't want to have conversations in public with folks because we're going into someone else's territory yeah. And you go to a restaurant, you hear people talking about they downgrade this, they downgrade that, and you listen and you hear things. And people often don't understand things, so they tend to block it off and make it a negative instead of embracing it for what they do, meaning the volunteer service. Um, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. 23 years, nobody's ever stopped me and asked me, are you being paid to be here? Are you, be, are you volunteering to be here? And I think there's an important lesson to be gleaned from that. Yep. Nobody gives a shit. Mm-mm. You know, you guys get banged on a fire today. There might be a volunteer company coming into the city to help you. That might be the only means of help you have. Yep. You know, I know that you guys had a very large flood here in our old agency mm-hmm. came down to help. Yep. And you met some cast of characters that <laughs> we got to work with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but those guys, I mean, for all their quirks, those are the guys that you could count on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and people are flawed, right? I mean, we're all flawed. We're all we all yeah. fall short and and I'm not saying that in a biblical sense. I'm just saying we we're human. So, um with that, Coleman, do you got anything you want to say? I mean, how was your day of training? I love training. I love like learning. I learned I learned <laughs> learning new stuff. Buddy, I'm going to tell you, it was uh what was it? 60 something degrees today? Overcast? Uh, yeah, it started off that way, but it got to 75. It got to 75. John is our resident weatherman. He loves weather. <laughs> he will sit on the front porch and watch the radar, and he will tell us the weather, weather report. Like, he's our own Jim Cantor. I mean, that's that's what you do. That's your role, and you do a good job. I thank you, sir. Uh, he, he likes looking at me with the hose and the nozzle. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I saw you take your turnout gear off, and you were sweating like a hostage today. You were, you were, you were putting in some sweat equity, and I – I appreciate the effort, and I, sure. I, I gave a shout-out to your chief earlier, and I, and I mean it. There wasn't a person that stood back today. Everybody, I know that there was a couple people that aren't really fond of ladders, and I, I get that, but they respect the ladder, and they still did the work. They took the reps. 
And that's, you know, maybe we'll overcome that fear, you know, because at the end of the day, we're the only hope. Yep. You know, when the bell goes off, we're it. I can't believe you guys haven't been banged out the uh, almost two hours we've been sitting here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> kind of the keyword. Yeah. It's very odd. Yeah, it's a little busy morning, but. Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, Coleman, I thank you for stopping by. Yes, sir. Uh, sitting down with us. Um, we hope to see you and some of your comrades uh, from Blainburg. Uh, I hope so. In May. I hope you're going to rouse the troops up and get some here. We'd like to see a, a really full class. Um, Chief Cox is going out on a limb here, and we'd like to really show out oh, yeah. and, and, you know, do a good job and, and, and you know, educate firemen. But we thank you uh, for having us. We thank you for the hospitality. We thank you for the friendship. And yes, sir. Uh, we look forward to seeing you down on the road. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Good talking to you. Huh? Well, Chief Cox, I think that's going to do it. Um, All righty. What, what do you got for some parting words of wisdom for us this evening? Leave your egos at the door. This, the fire service has no room for egos. Ego doesn't put out fire. Egos don't put out the fire. Um, it's not about you. It's about them. Coin in your cliche, we're all they have. Baby, we are all they have. Yes, sir. We are all they have. Big John, what do you got for some parting wisdom? Don't let you meet loaf. That is a common phrase around our house. Uh, the one thing I'd like folks to take away is it, if you have a chance to train somewhere and do something that you have not dabbed your feet in, Take the chance to experience that because you may end up doing that one day. You may end up going to a, a career slot. You may at your volley house. Like no two calls are the same. Uh, you it, you just may run into it. The situation awareness. I think that the important thing there is that um, you know even if you have to take a class and pay for it, there's value in that. Yeah. I think you should invest in yourself. I think that's going to be my. My words of wisdom, um, Shooter, I'll, I'll, I'll let you wrap this thing up. But my words of wisdom would probably be two things. Invest in yourself, even if you is time or money. Um, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. So invest wisely in things. Um, lastly is a quote that I absolutely love. And it says, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. I firmly believe that. Yeah. I absolutely believe that. It's a cyclical thing. There's nothing we can do to stop it. So we embrace it and we go for the ride. Shooter, what do you got? My thing is know your enemy. You know, know who you're, what, what you're fighting against. You know, get out in your field. If you're, you know, either volunteer, paid or whatever, get out in the streets. Know your, what you're in your first two areas. Know what's in your second two areas. Learn your enemies. Know what you're going to be dealing with. Just like the military, they know what rifles they're going to. If you tell them, hey, describe your rifle, they can do it from barrel to barrel, you know, butt to barrel, everything about it, what size, you know, grain of the, of the uh, shells are, everything. Right. You know, you can go, some firemen that we've actually done in class, we've done this question, so, you know, what's on your rig? What's your first out apparatus? They can't tell you what coefficient their hose is even running. Yeah. What nozzles are pushing out? How many teeth it has? How many teeth it has on the fall? What size is the tip? Yeah, but know your enemy. How long's your halligan? What brand of halligan? Is it pinned or not? Yeah, oh, and then it's a hooligan. 
and it's a hooligan or spider tool. We are not going to get into that this evening. <laughs> well, listen, folks, on behalf of Box 1971, we thank you for listening to the Halligans and Half Wheels podcast. That'll be released the 15th of every month. We hope to see you soon. We'd love to train with you at some time. With that, train hard. We're all they have. <laughs>